Warning. This episode contains strong language. Hi, just wanted to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving from everyone here at the podcast, The Lone Star Plate. Just want to say thank you for supporting us. It, it makes all the difference. And without y'all, we I couldn't keep doing it, right? None of us could. So thank you so much for supporting us and for continuing to support us. We have a lot of great, exciting things coming in the new year. And we're just keep getting better with the podcast. We're giving you guys more stuff. So if you invest in us, I promise we're taking the time to invest in you. So, uh, again, hope you have a great holiday, uh, this Thanksgiving with your family. Hope this episode, uh, today we're releasing on Thanksgiving lets you have a little bit fun. If you're not with your family, this is a great episode to throw on and, uh, you know, hang out with us. Um, so, all right. Happy Thanksgiving from the Lone Star Play podcast. Welcome to the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. You can just call me Patrick if you like. Okay. Or whatever. You don't have to call me anything, right? You just listen to this damn thing. Um, okay. My guest today is Alex Remundo. Um, this was such an awesome podcast. Okay. Let me tell you. Um, Alex is with the original, was with the original Latin Kings of comedy. Okay. Alex, he's a comedian. Uh, so this is the first, yeah, first comedian we've had on the podcast. I laugh my ass off. All right. So Alex tours with Ron White. They've been friends for ever for ages uh, and they actually own a tequila company together them too uh, it's called number juan tequila and it's right here look okay if you're if you're if you're listening to this you're not going to see it but if you're watching on youtube boom I'm, I'm showing the bottle here it's such an amazing bottle i went and bought it uh at the store this is the blanco and um yeah alex had me uh, go get the bottle and we drank tequila on, you know, on the podcast. So I believe, yeah, this is the first, also a first of me drinking on the podcast. So I, yes, look, I get drunk in the podcast. Okay. I'm sorry. It doesn't get too out of hand or anything, but I definitely am drunk. And, um, you know, to be, to be honest with you, I forgot we were doing the podcast. Like that's, that's the truth. Uh, you know, Alex and I were having such a good time. We we're just conversing, um, like old friends, uh, you know, he, he might not go that far, but whatever, just to put words to what it felt like. Um, that, that's how the conversation goes. And that's what I'm looking for in the podcast, right? Just those, those nice, candid, uh, raw conversations. And it happens. Tequila definitely loosens you up. Um, so we had a great time, uh, you know, drinking and just talking about comedy and his history and, you know, the tequila company and just so much. Um, you know, the state of comedy, you know, cancel culture and that whole thing of how that works into comedy and how comedians have felt, you know, what they can say and what they can't. And, um, just really cool. It was, this was, this was like one of my favorite podcasts, uh, we've done for sure. Um, and you know, maybe now we can get Ron White on the podcast. You know, I, uh, we've been trying to get Ron White and to be fair, his, his people have been super nice to us the whole time. Um, you know, telling us no, right. Is it not now? 
but they he has responded and and been cool about it. So that that's more than I can say for for some guests that we reach out to that don't respond. And then nothing against that. They're busy. They're whatever. Uh, we, we never take offense to that. We'll we'll keep trying. Uh, to be honest with you, we'll, we trust me. We we do a lot to get the guest uh, here on the podcast. We'll keep trying. We'll keep emailing. We push. It's it's uh it's a process. Let me tell you. And people have schedules, right? We deal with celebrities. They've got busy schedules, so sometimes it's hard to to get in there. But um, you, you know, you got to stay with it. But anyway, enough of that. Right, who wants to hear about all that? Um, so Alex, yes, this this was such a, an amazing podcast. And please, look, I've I've decided to uh you know keep this bottle of number one tequila as part of the Lone Star Plate. Uh, studio setup so you're going to see the bottle of tequila in every episode okay and i'm just going to talk about it randomly because to be honest with you i do endorse this tequila okay not just because it's alex and ron white's um i endorse it because it is delicious like no shit this is really good tequila smooth i drink so much and i don't really drink very much um zero hangover um it just felt good it was smooth that's what i gotta say it was smooth i just drank it I didn't even, nothing. I just drank it straight up. It's that, that good of tequila. You can just drink it straight up. And, uh, you know, they've got a reposado and they've got an extra añejo. So they skip the añejo and just go to the extra. And, and, and Alex actually goes into that reasoning. And we talk about tequila. He knows a lot. Um, so really cool. Yeah. A lot of first on this, on this podcast. Um, so this is a great podcast to drink along with us. You know, like, I'm not going to lie. This would be a good podcast to uh, drink along with us. So if you can, go get a bottle of, of number one tequila. That would be good. And, you know, wh- wh- who knows? We'll be talking to Alex. Maybe they become a sponsor of the show, you know, somehow. They give me some bottles. Uh, we do a giveaway and uh, give out some bottles of tequila to some people. That would be cool, right? So we'll see if we can make that happen. Um, so, yeah. But before we get to uh, the episode, as always, time for our Bet You Didn't Know That segment. So, I don't know if I'm going to put music over that. So, if you hear music right now, I decided yes. Yeah, I think it does need a little, like, theme music or something, right? We need, like, a little Price is Right music or something going on. All right. So, yeah, Bet You Didn't Know That. So, this is, again, we're, we're uh, thank you to our sponsor, Texas Real Food. Um Check out their website, texasrealfood.com. But if you follow them on social media, what they do a lot is put up these cool Texas Real Food facts. So uh, that's what we're going to go over. So again, off the Instagram, let's uh, get to it. Uh, food facts. Fun Texas food facts. Oh, oh, this is a good one. Okay, number one. This is actually a crazy fact, y'all. You're not going to believe this. The average age of a Texas farmer and rancher is... I'm going to let you guess for just a few seconds. Throw out an age. What, what do you think the average age of a Texas farmer and rancher is? Let me tell you something right now. Whatever number you throw, you're not even close. <laughs> you're not even close. Okay. 60. That's right, folks. 60 years old. That's the average. That is insane. That is hard work, man. That is like dedication. That is just... That's why I love Texas so much. Love this state. Um, that's badass. Name me another per, name me another industry where that's the average age. <laughs> yeah. No. That doesn't happen. So, very cool. Uh, all right. Next food fact. Bet you didn't know that four pounds of feed are needed to produce 12 eggs. Four pounds of feed. 
12 eggs. So when you're eating your 12 eggs, it took four pounds to make that happen. Just FYI. Interesting. Right? All right. Next food fact. Bet you didn't know that over 2 billion pounds of bacon are produced each year in the United States. (whistles) 2 billion pounds of bacon. Wow. I'm I'm a little speechless hearing that. 2 billion pounds of bacon. Just try to quantify that. 2 billion pounds. That's in a year. That's that it's produced each year in the U.S. How many pigs is that? That's a lot. We love bacon. I love bacon. I freaking love bacon. You know, I... (laughs) I mean, who doesn't love bacon? I guess there are people, right? Vegans. A vegan's like, uh, me. Alright, um, okay. Next food fact. Interesting. Did, I bet you didn't know, it takes about 36 apples to create one gallon of apple cider. Wow. 36 apples to create one gallon of apple cider. I guess that's not too bad. But, uh, still. There you go. So, okay, that is uh, our food facts for the day. Moving on to the next segment. Hope you enjoyed that. All right. So, uh, you know, as always, again, we we like to highlight a cool article or something on the Texas Real Food site. Remember, go to texasrealfood.com slash discover. You can find other things. You know, we do articles. There's recipes, things like that uh, as well on the site. Um, So, I thought what would be cool is to show, you know, how about a cool, uh, you know, recipe, right? That could be cool. So let's see here. Oh, there's a great um, recipe right now for mashed sweet potatoes with a baked marshmallow topping. Be great for Thanksgiving, which is right now. So you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, probably uh, too hard to make that last minute, uh, but you still make it for the weekend. Great for Christmas as well. Um, and it's a great um, recipe. So yes, check that out. All right, guys, let's get to the episode. Alex Raimundo, um, Spanish speaking. He's from Acapulco. We spoke a little bit of Spanish at the beginning. Uh, you know, he did throw out an interesting idea if I ever did a, an episode in Spanish, which I would be totally down for. Uh, just worry about everyone else listening, right? I don't know how many of y'all speak Spanish. Puede intentarlo y si pasa, pasa. Si me entienden, pues no me entienden. Pueden pues evitar ese capítulo. So if you understood that, you know what I'm saying. If you didn't, you're like, oh, Patrick's going crazy. I have it. But anyway, let's get to the episode, okay? Alex Raimundo. I, I can't say it like that. Raimundo. Raimundo, por favor, Dios, por Dios. Okay. Uh, again, this is just, I can't, can't tell you enough, guys. Just what an amazing uh, episode this is. So let's just get to it. Let's have a good time. Crack open that bottle. Get the, get the limes ready. Although I didn't use any limes. You know, get your tequila ready. Get your drink ready. Let's do this. Let's have a good time. Let's laugh. Let's escape for just a little bit. And it's a little bit longer episode than normal because, again, we had a good time. All right. Alex Raimundo, buen provecho. Enjoy. 
All right, Patrick. Sorry about that. You're fine, man. You're fine. You got a show later on after this? Yeah, we right. do uh, the quarantine concert series. And let's see, what's just a new Don't Disturb on here? Oh, airplane mode. How about that? Um, <clears throat> and uh, we're, we're doing it from this bar tonight. <clears throat> Usually it's a studio, like where I'm at, yeah. and, or like where you're at. And, and they've got, uh, you know, some artists that's there in place. Uh, tonight is probably the fifth time that we've done it from a bar. So we've got a little bit of a live element, uh, but the guy has all the equipment for some reason having issues. And he was like, how about I just put the iPhone and point it? And I said, yeah, no, because we got a full band <laughs> and it, that could work if it was just one artist with a guitar, you know, 100%. A, a, you know acoustic. And, but I'm like, dude, we're going to hear all the, the noise in the bar. We're going to hear the drums more than anything. And now I need a clean mix. So anyway, yeah. they're working on it and it's right kind of crazy, kind of crazy. It's 2020, right? I, I would expect nothing less than, <laughs> than craziness. Uh, right, it is at least, 2020. At least that's my life. Uh, you know, that's actually made made a lot of you know nonsense just go away because you're like, fuck, what am I complaining about? It's 2020. Like this is bullshit. Right, right, right? just well, normal shit. Well, before we get into this, tell me, because uh, uh, you know, where, where are you from? What's what's your story? Uh, I, I'm from Texas mainly. I, I grew up here. For, for the most part in Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, my dad was in the air force. So I was born in Omaha. Um, right. and my brother was born in Guadalajara. Actually, I told you my mom was from uh, Mexico city from there. That's right. Oh, that's right. Your, your dad is, uh, yeah. is, uh, is uh, Americano and your mother's yeah. Mexicana. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I remember now. Interesting household, uh, growing up in my household, honestly, it was awesome. Um, I went to Mexico a lot as a kid, to be honest with you, a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I used to spend summers there. My parents would just put my brother and I put us on a plane and we'd be gone the whole summer till we got back for school. And we just wow. pop we just pop around Mexico with different family members, uh, you know, stay with an aunt here for three weeks, go with another aunt, go with cousins, go here, go there, you know, wherever, um, you know, that's like a Latino thing. family. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just just how it was. Uh, so yeah, man, great memories. Um, you know, I mean, still obviously part of my life. I went to Spain, uh, became a resident of Spain. Actually, my wife's from there, so I, I lived in Spain as well uh, for for a few years. Uh, so you know, I'm all Latin, dude. My whole household is. We only speak Spanish in my house. Actually, there's no English. Nice. Here. De veras. Yeah. Me gusta. All right. Well, then I'm yeah. I'm more excited about this. So we have a, a little. Uh, tenemos licencia para hablar en español si queremos. Venga, vámonos. No pasa okay. nada. I, okay. I've never done a Spanish podcast. I would love to. Let's just do it. Hey, uh, let's. Uh, well, we'll 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 mix it up and because yeah, we'll absolutely. see we'll see what your audience thinks. Absolutely. They think might not even know that you it. speak Spanish. Well, they probably do. I say things here and there. Uh, they probably okay. heard me talk about Spain. They're like, "Stop talking about Spain, Patrick! Shut the fuck up already!" <laughs> this is uh, we we know, we know. Uh, you know, so yeah, uh, yeah, man. I'm super excited to talk to you, man. I've been. I feel like this is so strange because I've been watching your stand up like crazy. So much of it on thank you, brother, you know, on my TV. So this is like, you know I mean, it's such an odd cool. uh, when you have that thing. So. You know, I figured what we would do is obviously we got your tequila here. You know, we talked earlier and I uh, went out and bought your tequila here. Um, make sure I got it positioned right in my camera. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number Juan, obviously love the name. This is great. Uh, <laughs> number Juan tequila. So what I figured we do is 
obviously pop it open. We start drinking a little. And then what I figured we do is I just have a bunch of things I'd love to talk to you about. And then we, I figured the tequila will find its way Absolutely. into the conversation here and there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that sort yeah. of thing. So anyway, you want to lead my friend. You I haven't even cracked this open. I mean, I haven't well, even, I think we should, I think we should, uh, right. You, you <laughs> sign on however you do it. And I think the first thing we should do is don't spend time on the tequila, but let's drink it. Let's have a toast and say, we're going to get back to this. Cause we don't want to make it about the tequila right away. I want to, I want to go where you want to go oh, for sure. Well, I mean, honestly, I, there's no signing on or out like the, the, the podcast has started. Oh, we're, this is, <laughs> hey, this uh, is it. Oh, this is, okay. I, I don't, I don't, I don't do like a whole, you know, that's, I do an intro, like when I record, you know, separate intro yeah. that I record, but I just jump right into, this is a conversation, right. man. I, I don't do interviews. Let's I do go. conversations. So yeah, Let's we're, go. we're here. We're in. So yeah, I, I guess I'm just gonna crack it open, man. I'm, um, I love the bottle. First of all, super cool bottle Thank sticks you. out. Uh, and in fact, where I went, where you sent me the, uh, total wine place, right. Um, they knew right away, man. As soon as I asked, I said, I'm, I'm here for number one, uh, right this way. You know what I nice. mean? So that was, that was nice. What, I was like, Oh shit. Okay. That's what we love about uh, total wine. And they're good to us all across the country. Um, uh, awesome. let's, uh, Okay, I gotta smell this, man. That's yeah. Here we go, right? So what you're drinking there, Patrick, is is the foundation of our tequila. It is everything every tequila company, uh, whatever they make reposados, añejos, extra añejos, and all kinds of stuff. But it all starts with the blanco tequila. And what you're what you have in your hands is uh, a bottle first, that is first. I got my special shot. Nice. Okay. Nice. <laughs> this is like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, th- hey, this is straight you pull up. that out in the dark when you're meeting ladies. Dude. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! For real, for real. This dude, this has been in my family for like. Th- this has been in my family forever. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would say too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just spilling. Oh, uh, so the the bottle you're drinking is our blanco. Uh, the the plants. Here's what's beautiful about the people that make our tequila, the the Rivera family, and it's called the Rivesca. Uh, distillery. They've been doing it for almost a hundred years, but they do not compromise integrity for mass production. And the the plants are allowed seven to eight years to mature. And then when they harvest, the land is sits dormant for a full season before they replant to let the earth uh, recoup. And uh, oh, and wow. it makes beautiful blanco tequila. Man, this is delicious, dude. This is like this is so good, guys. Okay, for those of you listening. Which is the majority of our audience listens. Uh, right. uh, I have a, uh, this is just a, what are we, I don't even know what I call this. Una bota. This is just una bota. Una, una bota. bota. The, but these are real. People really wear botas like this. Like this. Oh, yeah. In fact, oh, yeah. my cousins, my cousins used yeah, to go usually to Le- my brother's Leon, right? My don't they? Yeah. The more, the more it points back at you, the better off, you know, you're doing. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious, man. It's really smooth. Um, I love drinking tequila. Do you ever find it surprising that people will like, like, oh, you drink tequila just straight, just like right out of the bottle? You don't need to shake. I'm like, yeah, I'll just drink it straight up. No. Yeah. Uh You know, uh, I've been drinking it since I was 14. So I've kind of overcome that part. (laughs) I just remember I just remember when I was a younger man, people would go look at me and go dude, you, uh, you hit that tequila pretty hard and, and things like that. And, and, and I would just always tell people, you know, tequila is just such a better buzz 
Um, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, back in the day, I didn't know why it was a better buzz. And now as I've, I've matured <laughs> in drinking, not, not in, not in my life, not, yeah. <laughs> uh, but as I've matured, I, I found out tequila is a stimulant. Everything else you put in your body, alcohol wise, beer, wine included is a depressant. So it's a completely different buzz. Tequila. I didn't even uh, know that. Oh yeah. It lowers blood sugar. It lowers cholesterol. It's gluten-free, has probiotics in it, has natural diuretics. People that have celiac disease, their doctors will tell them that you, really the only alcohol you should consume is tequila because of that. And uh, it's, it's just better for your body. And I, I think the only thing tequila has ever been known to increase is uh, the population. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. Which is not such yeah, a bad thing either, you know. Uh, but I always just loved it, That's and fun. and I, I remember in my young career, you know, I played a lot of places in the Midwest, and and there was at least three times that I'd go back to a club or a one night room or something, and and somebody would see me go, "You're the tequila dude," and I didn't have a tequila <laughs> company back then. It's just I would literally drink twelve, on average, eight to thirteen shots during a yeah. forty five to one hour 20 minute show what? and i had the i know and i had the Holy ability to shit. still stand and talk and i thought you were I gonna say to, like all day all night which no, is no, I can, no. you're like one sh- oh my god wow yeah that that's a lot that, that's it is a lot, lot. and uh that, i'm, not, I'm not saying that like i'm proud of it my mother would be very disappointed in me but but I just learned that uh, the tequila, it, it's a stimulant. You know, people say it makes you crazy. Well, yeah, it's a stimulant, and I've learned to, to sip on it. Uh, and as a matter of fact, every once in a while when I shoot, because um, I don't drink anybody's tequila but mine now, um, uh, but when I do take a shot with friends, I, I enjoy it. But I also think, man, I just I just burned 25 good minutes that I could have just enjoyed that, like a cigar. You know, I'm not a cigar smoker, but. Good call. Like yeah. yeah. That's In fact, I brought my – I don't – well, I smoke, but I smoke, I roll my own cigarette, so I don't smoke yeah, me, that me too. I don't, I don't smoke very much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in, I'm in Texas. So I'm like, yeah. sm- you know, anyway, yeah. I, I, I brought my tobacco. I was like, okay, I'm drinking. I have to smoke. Cause again, I, you know, like I told you on the phone, I don't drink too much. I used to, that's a problem. Like I'm, I can't, I'm not really one of these guys. Like I'll just have one drink and, and be, I, yeah. I me you know. I'll be halfway through the bottle when I drink. That's why I don't drink very often. So I just leave it. Dude, when I lived in Veracruz, um, like eight years ago, I was drinking like a fish. Just so much. You're on the beach. There's great tacos, great food, and great tequila. And it's cheap as hell. So yeah, my wife, my wife (laughs) didn't appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. What else do you want? My wife didn't appreciate Uh, that, but I learned years ago that I should not be the guy in charge of regulating my vices. You know, I just, uh, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy him too much. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, what's funny is, is I say these words and I, my boy, I have a, I have a daughter's 22 and my son is 18 now. And, and I'm realizing I get frustrated with him sometimes cause he's, he's kind of got an appetite for destruction as well. And, 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 and I try to tell him, I say, son, and, and he thinks I'm such a stick in the mud. He's like, dude, where are you? And, and I don't want to tell him all the stories about me yeah, uh, yet, you know, cause I'm trying to still direct him. But, um, but when I see the things he does, sometimes as I get frustrated, I realize I need to ease up because I'm looking at myself when, when I was his age, I, I really am. Absolutely. Um, and how did you feel when somebody was pushing down on you? You were like, fuck, I'm doing this. Yeah, 
yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. But and you're, that's the, one of you're also the parent, though, so you know, yeah, no, well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm in a different role now. Yeah, I'm in a different yeah. role, and it's like I told my wife one day. I just realized I was because she told me she said, you know, he's, he's, where do you think he gets it? And I went, <laughs> wow, what do you got to tell me the truth for? <laughs> yeah, what do you got? to <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, why well, you got to be honest? That's not what we're shooting for here. That's funny. Um, well, look, yeah, let's, uh, okay. So I tell you what, what, what I'd like for you to do, if, if you can just give us like a quick, more, a little bit more than an elevator pitch of the tequila, how it got started. And then I'd like to, yeah, get into some of your comedy here and, and some other things. Well, the tequila, hey. the tequila is, is it kind of goes hand in hand with the comedy. Like I said, ever since I started, I would, I, I guess I drank it to just break my nerves up there. Uh, but, uh, I just, again, I fell in love with the buzz. And and uh, as things started to go well for me after the Latin Kings of Comedy, when when people started to know my name, um, you know, I just uh, I was having a lot of fun because suddenly people were paying to see me and the, and the rooms were, you know, not always full, but at least way, way more full than they were you know prior to that. Uh, and 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 then I just thought, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take a little responsibility here uh, and, and try to educate people on tequila and at least turn them on to what I thought was good tequilas. Um, and, and I started, uh, you know, turning people on to Coralejo back in the day, turning them on to uh, um, uh, Centenario, uh, Tres Generaciones back in the day. They were purchased. Tres Generaciones were purchased by another company. And now I don't really care for their tequila. Um because it's mass produced, um, and, and I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm just you know telling what, what I know. Um, but I, as I was doing that, uh, I was uh, pretty much just having fun, you know, turning people on to good tequilas. And one day, uh, I was in Mexico drinking for fun with my friend Ron White, who I've known forever since day one of, of doing stand up. And he and I were there and we stumbled across this little distillery. Turns out it's been there almost a hundred years and it, it's, it's not a beautiful distillery. As a matter of fact, it's, 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 you know, you wouldn't even see it if you would drive right by it and not know it. Hurradura is right down the road from it. It's two kilometers from the original town tequila. But when we drank this tequila, I looked at the guy and, and I'm a fan of a lot of tequilas, a lot of them. Um, but I've never found a label that I liked all their expressions and when I drank these guys four expressions, I just looked at him and went, okay, hands down across the board, all four expressions. That's the best tequila I've ever had in my life. Wow. And that was just my statement. And Ron, wow. Ron White, who we all know, right? Texas boy, great comic, blue collar comedy tour. Um, he looked at me and said, Alex, and he was talking about their, their extra añejo. He said, that's not just the best tequila I've ever had. He goes, that's the best drink of liquor I've ever had. And he's famous for being a Scotch drinker. And, yeah, and, and then I just, yeah. And then we both just looked at the guy that, that owns the distillery. And I said, I said, we're, Hey, we're, we want to buy some bottles. So we bought the set. And then we said, where can we buy this in America? Where can we, uh, you know, what city, what state uh, where he looked at us. He said, uh, we don't have us distribution. And that's where the businessman and me and Ron kind of took over. And, and, and we were like, oh, my God, we've I, I thought I've got an audience. And Ron looked at me, and said, come on, we'll start drinking tequila. And I, and I said, Ron, you, you're branded as a scotch guy. I mean, come on. And I, I told him he was drunk. And uh, <laughs> this is no lie. This is no lie. He was drunk. He, he yeah, was, he, was, he was. Yeah. Yeah. But he said, no, no, we're going to do this. And we could. And, 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 and I know what I wanted to do. I wanted to turn people on to this. And um, 
the next morning, I literally wake up with Ron in my face, just like this. And he goes, and I was like, oh, because <laughs> he's not that pretty in the morning. And he goes, and he goes, I'm not drunk now. Do you still want to do this or not? And I said, really? And, and, and we didn't get the rights to it right away. We had to convince the, uh, the owner of the distillery and his family that we would put the same heart and passion into talking about this tequila as they do into making it. And yeah. we've had it in the country uh, now seven years. This is we're working on seven years in, in uh, August of next year and uh, which is uh, seven years in the country, like like a lot of my cousins. And, um, and mine too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we've been to, we've now been to six national blind taste test festivals. We've walked away with two bronze, two silver, 15 gold, and a platinum medal. Our, our bottles have placed every single time. And uh, now wow. I know, I know what we thought about that tequila. People are starting to know it's, it's the best that's out there, you know, it's, and for a good price point. You can, you can buy yeah, a bottle price of tequila. Point is spot on. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you could find a bottle of tequila. Uh, the, I'm drinking the Reposado. That easily yeah. could be seventy bucks, and yeah. uh, but it's not because uh, we it's mine and Ron's company. We don't have it's. We're not. I I, I really want people to know we're not the uh, we're not the faces of it. We are the owners. It's our company. We run, own, and operate it, and and we don't have a big marketing budget. You know, we have me and Ron going. We got some tequila over here. Yeah, <laughs> come on, join the party. Which is all we're really doing. I always say we're not we're not selling anything. We're just trying to share the mood that we're in, which is a pretty yeah, good one. Absolutely. And with tequila. Yeah, that that you know, it's funny. I was gonna ask you that, Ron being famous for, you know, bourbon, scotch, yeah. uh, why why he's gonna go with tequila. It must have felt well, or he must have had that, that same sort of notes, right? Flavors, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the black bottle, the one that he's so uh fond of the extra on yeah. I mean, look at that color. Difference. Look at that color. I know. Look right? at that. I mean, yeah. And what this one like is, is <laughs> right. What this one is, is it's what you're drinking. The white tequila aged yeah. three and a half years in a retired bourbon barrel. So if you're a scotch drinker, a bourbon drinker, a, a cognac drinker, you're going to hit all those notes. But the best part is they all taste so different. Um, oh, that's awesome. But they give you the exact same buzz. The one I'm drinking is age is the white tequila aged in, Three barrels, bourbon, cognac, and French red wine. So that's something really, really special happening there. Wow. Um, but they, they're, they're, and, and that's what I loved about them too. They're so different from each other. Uh, but at the same time, they're all gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Did, did and I like all... the ladies. Yeah. A blonde, a brunette, <laughs> and a redhead. <laughs> completely different, but you got to love them all. They're all ladies. So, but yes, that, that's are. it. That's, that's all I need in common. Um, did, did they have this? So they had this whole line when you guys already came up to them. Oh, yeah. As they, a matter of fact, they, they have, have a fourth these. bottle. They have a fourth bottle. I don't, we don't carry the añejo in, in the U.S. because the añejo is just like the extra añejo, just aged a little shorter time. And I just thought they were too similar and I didn't yeah. want to take up four spaces on the, on the shelves. And I just thought, and to be honest with you, I think this reposado, goes toe to toe against any labels añejo because it is the three barrels and it's nine months. The category for reposado is three to nine months in whatever barrel you choose. And again, most mass producers, as soon as that clock hits three months, boom, that's why their color is so much lighter than ours. But our, ours is nine months and three. So technically here you have three full bodied reposados coming together to make one. And, and again, I think it goes toe to toe against anybody's añejo. Bring yeah, it it's on. Like Bring it's it like with a the triple cask, right? Sort of the same, yeah. same sort of same deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's um, beautiful. Yeah, 
It really is good, man. I mean, I'm not bullshitting because I, I, I wouldn't bullshit. Uh, yeah, cheers. I, <laughs> not with that boot. <laughs> not, yeah. <laughs> I totally wouldn't bullshit you. Um, I would just say, yeah, oh, this is bottle looks cool. Um, but it, it really, it, it tastes, uh, tastes amazing. It's great. It's a drinkable. This is like, I could just keep drinking out of this. And that's what, that's what turns people off from tequila, right? When they're like, Oh no, I can't, I got to have salt on my hand and a a lime. lime. I got to hold my nose and I got to, you know, I got to, I got to face East. Oh, wait a minute. That's a religion. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like taking medicine, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and the, these guys are, which is another thing we loved about them. They are genuinely artists in what they do, which is, I think, another reason that Ron and I really gravitate towards what they're doing, you know, and, and Ron and I will never step in their kitchen. I'll never go in there and go, you know what y'all should do with the tequila? Because I, I don't God. know. Thank you God. Know? Yes. Yes. I'm not no, going to Jerry Jones it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly Even right. Even though I wear yeah. his colors proudly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, look, we're I've worked and, in. We're two and twenty-eight, and I still, I was still wear the colors. <laughs> well, you're probably from the heyday. Uh, you know, I grew up yeah. in Dallas, so the heyday of the '90s. Yeah. Like, oh, they'll never lose, and then yeah. they haven't won since. Uh, but <laughs> y- you know, it's funny. I worked in a lot of restaurants, and yeah, owners would always come in and try to tell the chef something or this, that, and as soon as that owner leaves, it's, what we're all bitching about, like, what the fuck? That guy just has no fucking clue. What the fuck he's right, talking about? Right. Yeah. Coming in Get here. Out. Get out, exactly. Just let us ah, do this. Got the pinche culero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's hilarious. That is so funny. You know, it's funny. Um, I did have to learn like a different Spanish when I got to Spain. Oh yeah, you know, I bet. it is a it Tienes is a different. Like con la lengua yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what my wife <laughs> talks. Gotta, yeah. It's like it's like uh, it's it's like Spanish with a lisp. Yeah, that's a, it. It really is a it really is a list. I mean, it's they, almost like they try a, to like tell a, me it's not, but I'm like, it's a yeah. list, guys. It's a list. Yeah, I mean. it's a list. It's like it's like Cuban Spanish. You know, the Cubans. Yeah, uh, they take the the hard sounds off in Latina yeah. instead of esquina. You know exactly. In Latina. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, absolutely, they all have their different dialects. Um, somebody from Peru, somebody from Argentina. Uh, you know, I can spot that Colombia, Cuban is very, and even Puerto Rican. I can, you know, that's, that's yeah. pretty, pretty. Well, think uh, about it. It happens here in the U S go to, go 100%. to Atlanta, go to New Chicago, York, right? Yeah. Go exactly. to, yeah. Go to, go to Jersey, yeah. go to, yeah. go to, you know, go to Texas. You know, I forget what I sound like. I, I go, I play places in LA and all the Latino people. The first time I ever played the laugh factory there, uh, you know, it's Latino night and it's, which is, by the way, that was the, just the, the, the pulse of Latin comedy for a long time was the, the, the laugh factory on Monday night. Um, but the first time I performed, it's packed and I'm thinking it's going to be great and I'm doing my thing and they're having fun. And I literally hear, cause she's not but seven feet from me. This girl leans to her boyfriend. And she goes, this guy, he kind of talk kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I talk funny and I forget yeah. what I sound like <laughs> until I get in a taxi in san antonio and the guy's like hey man how you doing and i'm like oh fuck that's what i sound like <laughs> he's a brown dude and sounds like that that's hilarious yeah that's hilarious well you that's part of your comedy right the it really um, is i mean i, I gotta yeah. be me and i gotta tell you i appreciate the texas flag sitting behind you it really makes me feel welcome i just Absolutely. feel at home 
Nice, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I love. Uh, I don't want it to be too in the face, but <laughs> it's it's it, right. It's but it supports me. It used to be used my to... only decoration, and then people were like, "Dude, you gotta like add some other shit." This is you gotta too, add you know. a bottle of tequila. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's look. It's gonna go right there for the rest yeah. of the time. It'll be no, part it's of the right now sitting there. I see the bottle. Well, I see the flag. Well, that's true too. When I first started doing stand up, one of the first things that I uh, when I made a little bit of money, not much, but when I just made a little bit, uh, and I was starting to travel. Uh, I came out of uh, uh, Arlington comedy wise. Uh, Fort Worth is where I grew up, but I I, um, I bought myself a Texas Nugget ring, little pinky ring, and I put a diamond yeah. right in Dallas, Fort Worth. <laughs> and and my I used to have an old joke. People come up to go, "Hey man, where are you from?" And I'd be like, Poof. "Read your forehead, asshole." <laughs> That's just, just a state. We're such assholes, you know. Oh, we really right? But I it's mean. Okay. We kind of deserve to be. Uh, this is a great place, man. But Texans are Texans. I always tell people, well, like let's say when I lived in Europe, for instance, I would say, oh, I'm not Amer. I'm look, I am American, but I'm a Texan first, straight yeah. up. You know, yeah. that's just the way I, you know, the way I see it. Um, it's definitely yeah. a state of the heart. I, I love it. I love being there. I live in the state of Kentucky now, and people go, "Man, don't you miss Texas?" I say, "You know, I, I do. Texas is in my heart." Uh, but the land here in Kentucky is just so beautiful. I compare it. I go, Texas is like my first girlfriend, uh, flat and brown. You know, it's just, I can't, I can't say no to the land here. It's so gorgeous. You know? Oh shit! Oh my god! Well, love yeah, it. what that? That's still yeah, fond memories. But uh, I've moved on. Uh, you know, what, what is, I've, I've driven through Kentucky. I've never stayed there. Is it, it's not mountain. Is it mountainous? Is it? No. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, there's not mountains. There's not mountains, yeah. but you have beautiful hills and, uh, it's, it's just uh, the rivers and the trees and the, uh, I live in Louisville. Um, and I'm, I'm 20 minutes from downtown, but you can drive in any direction. And within 11 minutes, you're seeing horse country and it's just pretty. You know, that's okay, right on. Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's awesome. Well, that, that doesn't seem too far out from, you know, Texas, right? I mean, that's the yeah. funny thing about Dallas Fort yeah. Worth. You, you can be not very, I mean, well, maybe not now the way it's grown so much the city, but when I was growing up in Tarrant County, um, you could be in, you know, the country and no, I mean, no time at all. You were, right now you know, in 25 minutes, you could be two exits away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. My mom still lives in Hearst and, and I go there quite often and, and good. Boy, that Lord. has changed. Hearst is oh. not even the same. I don't even recognize it. No. I don't no. even recognize that place. That is that whole the only area. Thing I I recognize, to, yeah. I was going to say, the only thing I recognize that has not changed is when you're on 183 and you're headed uh, westbound, right? Yeah, westbound. Uh, towards the mall if you exit yeah. precinct line there at the uh at the there at the corner there's still this big motherfucking pothole that they can't seem to fix <laughs> it's been there since i was 14 i'm like holy shit guys how many times have you, you built the new city hall you've you've done it but it's still the same fucking pothole and every year hilarious. there's a bunch of dudes who go out there and fix it and then it's still fucking there I don't know what it is. Oh my god! All that I is, want is an in and out so that exit. Yeah, <laughs> that is so real. I can't even tell you. Yeah, that is so funny. Oh my god, that's cracking me up. I, I'm. Oh man, that's too funny. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't. Uh, I love Austin. I'm in Austin now, and I love uh, oh, Austin's great. Yeah. I love this city, man. Yeah, it's so different from where I grew up there, and 
you know, DFW, uh, but I love Austin a lot, man. I just love the river. I wish we would have had yeah, something yeah, like say, that. You the, yeah, you got the river. You can float the Brazos. You can float the Guadalupe. You can, uh, uh, what is so it, uh, Barton Springs in that yeah. it's called? Barton, Barton Springs. Springs, yep. Oh, mm-hmm. man, it's, uh, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Yeah, it's, it really is cool here. Um, look, let's, oh my God, no, this tequila is going to take me off the rails here, dude. I can already tell I'm, I'm losing let's track. Let's do a toast. Of, uh, yeah, let's do <laughs> He's like, hey, why don't let's you do tell, another toast. Why don't you tell your listeners and your viewers what my one um, stipulation, oh, I guess good. you would say, my, my uh, for you to do the podcast. Yeah, you were like, uh, okay, you got to go buy some tequila. We're going to drink. I said, you got to drink with me. You yeah. Gotta you got to drink with me. with me. Let's have a drink. I loved it, man. Nobody's ever asked me, uh, to, to have a drink with them on the podcast. So there you go. Oh uh, man, I'm there all, I'm, I'm all about this. Uh, in fact, I got to pour a little bit more, but okay. Let me ask you about this. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Latin Kings of comedy because yeah. I, I don't know if, you know, I think of comedy now and there really isn't this big movement of Latin comedy happening anymore at least not that i see or am i blind to this am i you know i i i think there is i'm, I'm so busy doing my thing i i don't i don't know um uh, there's definitely a movement that i mean the latino people are all across the nation and here's what's beautiful about latino comedy is uh you don't have to be latino to 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 love it i yeah. mean i challenge i challenge any family in in this nation uh, uh not latino or latino if you're not Latino, I challenge you in this day and age to not have a Latino somewhere in your family. And if you are Latino, <laughs> I challenge you to not have, uh, you know, uh, a black, a white, uh, an Asian or somebody in your family because yeah. it's – and so we can all kind of relate. I do remember when I was doing stand-up and I, you know, I kind of start, – I started in Arlington and Dallas-Fort Worth and, and uh, in San Antonio and, and, and Houston, Austin. And, and then I went to Oklahoma City and Missouri and I kind of went – to Missouri and headed right and you know Ohio and that's that's where I kind of got my chops as a young comic so when I went to LA I, I really thought because I was doing well I was moving up in the ranks and people were knowing my name and there used to be a, a, a little paper that went out called Just for Laughs it was a it was a, just a, a like the Dallas Observer type magazine or, oh, or okay, paper yeah. but it was yeah. it was nationwide and you could look on there, you could see all the comedy club listings and you could always see who was working. And I was really proud at that time because my name was always in there, was really awesome. always in there. And that's why people didn't even know you that comics would go, oh, I've seen your name, man. You're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when I went to L.A., uh, I was I was doing well. And and I really thought to myself, man, I'm going to get there. I'm going to blow this shit up is what I thought, you know, and, <laughs> and because I, all the clubs I was working, I didn't really see any Latino comics. Yeah. Um, and I thought, man, I'm gonna get there and tear this shit up. And someone said, you need to go to uh, the laugh factory on Monday night. That's Latino night. And I was like, well, hell yeah. Going there two shows on a Monday night sold out for decades. Uh, and I get there and they put me on the show. And when I get there, they were like, you can go on, uh, you're going to go on last. And I said, okay, not because they wanted me to close the show. They just said, you're last. I said, okay, <laughs> yeah. no problem. Um, and, and I sat there and I watched 14 to 15 Latin comics and I was blown away. And this was in 1992, uh, I think, or something. And I'll tell yeah. you something, Patrick, I sat there and watched 14 and 15 guys and girls 
And I remember thinking in the back of the room, well, this is going to take a little longer than I thought <laughs> because I watched, I watched Pablo Francisco. I watched Gabriel Iglesias, oh, wow. uh, 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 Gilbert Esquivel, Rudy Moreno, uh, 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 God dang it. Uh, uh, Willie Barcena, Jeff Garcia, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, Freddy Soto, may he rest in peace, uh, Paul Rodriguez. And then Paul was the only one I, I had heard of. And I'm yeah. sitting there watching all of these cats come from different angles and i was like oh man and they all looked similar to me you know they were they resembled me and and uh and 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 i thought what am i gonna do i was a little nervous but what i had was this whole other angle this kind of like i said the girl was like this guy talks money i had this southern (laughs) angle that they were like who the fuck is this guy yeah and 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 that's where um i I don't know that energy of course that energy still exists in latino comedy but i think now um you know, I think Gabriel Fluffy really showed the world, yeah. hey, you don't have to be you don't have to be Latino to come to my shows. Yeah. And, and that's what I've yeah. always been kind of preaching. Um, but uh, but he really he really made it mainstream, you know, and, and so awesome. hats off. Yeah. Hats off to Gabriel for doing that, because he just made it about being funny and and introduced yeah, the world hilarious. to. Oh, yeah. And he introduced the world to uh, to Felipe Esparza and he introduced the world to uh, uh, to uh, Rick Gutierrez, you know, who's out of uh, Texas. And, and, nice. and some great comics and um but uh but that's where paul saw me on on those latino nights probably the fourth time i was there he came up to me he goes hey you know you're kind of different because i like you uh you kind of kind of this uh hillbilly angle you know you're doing this thing and 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 uh <laughs> and i was like all right and he asked me he asked me to open a show for him in toledo ohio and and he paid me I think he paid my airfare, hotel, and paid me 850 bucks to open a show. And I was like, are you kidding me? I did 15, 20 minutes. And, and oh, before man. I knew it, I was, I was opening shows for him on the regular. And then Joey Medina was. And, 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 then, and then the kings of comedy, Cedric and, and, uh, and uh, Bernie and yeah. Steve and DL – uh, had a great hit with that. And Paul was like, uh, you know, we're going to do a Latin Kings. And, 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 you know, and, and I wasn't a Latin King. Uh, it was Cheech, Paul and George, they were the staples. And, and, uh, they just invited a bunch of comics to come out to El Paso. And I think there were nine or 10 different young comics that performed. And Paul told us straight up, everybody going to get a shot. Uh, he goes, uh, but only, only two of you are going to make the cut. And, and, um, and, and I don't know if, if, oh, if sure. my set was one of the ones that were better, but, but, you know, just whatever, whatever happened. I mean, cause everybody was great and it was a lot of energy, but Joey and I were lucky enough to, to be the ones that they chose to, uh, to, uh, you know, That's to make awesome. the film and, oh, and, and, you know, and so thank you, Paul Rodriguez. Thank you, Scott Montoya, producer of, uh, and director of, of the Latin Kings of Comedy. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, that must have, that must, cheers, salud. Yeah, that must have felt like, right, that must have just been amazing. Uh, cause I, yeah, I grew up on Paul Rodriguez. Chief, Cheech and Chong were really, you yeah. know, in the 80s. I was born in 79. So Cheech and Chong really, yeah. and, and honestly, like as far as laughs goes and comedy goes, like Mexican wise was Cantinflas for me, to right, be frank right. with you. Like that, yeah, yeah. That, that's like legit. Yeah, I grew uh, up on me. that too. Yeah. yeah, I used to watch the hell out of that. So yeah, Cheech and Chong. When I was in America, it was like, oh, Cheech and Chong. What, how do they? How do they show Mexicans in America? Right? It was like always this 
this different dynamic. Uh, and then obviously Paul Rodriguez was, was probably, I guess for me, the most famous Mexican at that point. And it was yeah, like, well, sure. the, but what was funny is my household wasn't really like that. That's a funny thing. When I watch Latin comedy, it's like, my, my, you know, my mom is from Mexico city and blah, blah, blah. And she moved here when she was, you know, 21 years old and, and blah, blah, blah. And, but my house wasn't really that kind of Mexican. I don't know. There's different I, households of Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Like I, know I relate, exactly what you're but, saying. but at the same time, I don't relate. I know exactly what you're saying because dig this. I was born in Mexico. I, I came yeah. to the U.S. when I was two, uh, raised in Fort Worth, and um, it, it, it is different. The California Mexican is is a different vibe going on, yeah. uh, and, and it's a cool vibe. But I remember watching paul and i remember i, I was a big fan of uh, of uh, carlin and cosby yeah. um and, and howie mandel because he was so silly i just like different things oh, in different i love howie mandel yeah right but i remember when i saw paul rodriguez i mean i laughed my ass off but what i also related to is, is he resembled me i was like you know suddenly something in me went hey there's someone there and there's something to be said about it. hey there's someone that looks like me that is maybe, true maybe i maybe i true. can do this and yeah. and so it just it seemed uh uh it, it came home to me but but i will say when i when i go out to la and guess what when i perform in 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 california you know i i sell some tickets but there's i guarantee you there's plenty of latino people uh let's just call them california mexicans or california yeah. latinos yeah. Uh, maybe they they don't not all of them dig my vibe you know Sure. They're they're like, ah, eh, you know, that guy, he's, he's not a Mexican. But the truth is, I'm full-blooded Mexican. Totally. Yeah, and I speak 100%. Spanish, and I'm, and I'm yeah. betting most of them yeah. don't. <laughs> you know? uh, yes, how often do you okay. find that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot of Mexicans uh, that, uh, you know, their parents moved here. They might have even come over like you did, like even my brother did right at a young age. And right. they don't speak any Spanish. I am so surprised by that. I, I think my mom saw that and was just like no way my kids are going to know spanish speak spanish you know no no matter what uh, and she made that happen plus i have a ton of family they don't speak english so well, yeah, how was i supposed to how am i going to communicate <laughs> with right we had to speak spanish it was the rule was the rule in, in my house to this day my mother's house is uh in la casa se habla español claro. en la casa se habla español claro. uh right. as soon as if you walk out to the front yard okay we can speak english yeah. even on yeah. the phone hola mami yeah. como estas you know and and, yeah. and and it's it's spanish uh, yeah. And I'm glad she did that. I'm, I'm a little ashamed that I didn't do that to my kids. But of course, I, I didn't marry a, a Mexican girl. And, um, and, and, you know, they were born in Kentucky. And, and it was like the <laughs> secret language that only yeah. my family spoke. But we moved to LA for a while. And my kids at that time started going, Oh, shit, because they saw a lot of brown kids and kids that look just like them at school. Because yeah. my kids, even though my wife is blonde and blue eyed, my kids are pretty like her, but have my coloring. And, yeah. uh, and, and so they did pick up a little Spanish then and they, and they know it now and not as good, as, not as, not as, not as fluid as they should. And I'm ashamed yeah. of that, but, uh, well, they might pick it up later. Um, you know, yeah. that, that, that might happen. They'll, they'll get better, right. better, right. Like later on, uh, that, that can totally happen. You know, it's funny. I don't have that complexion. Um, you know, my mom's actually red hair freckles. Mm. She was like the odd one in her family. Cause the, yeah. Cause the rest of my you know, aunts and uncles, dark skin, dark hair, but my mom, you know, came out red hair, just light skin. Just, yeah. just came out that way. And, um, so I've always gotten them a whole life. Oh, you don't look Mexican. Oh, you're not, you don't look Mexican. You're not Mexican. Yeah. You know, that, that sort of thing. <laughs> and, and I just say, look, uh, if you ever actually go to Mexico, you realize there's all kinds of Mexicans. Uh, oh yeah. 
just like America. There's all kinds of Americans. Uh, that, and that's the truth in, in at least Paul Mexico Rodriguez. City, for sure. Paul Rodriguez had a great joke. Uh, actually, I can remember it. He said, he goes, you know, there's Latin, there's all kinds of Latinos. He goes, there's, uh, Chinese Latinos, there's uh, Jewish Latinos, there's a black Latinos, there's this. He goes, and you know what that is? Proof that we'll fuck anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Such a great joke. (laughs) He goes, we don't care who you are. (laughs) Oh, shit. That is a great joke. Oh, man. Dude, such great memories of. Again, there really wasn't many Latin comedies, right? So it was like, oh, got to, you know, got to watch Paul Rodriguez. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Just so I remember funny. when I met Cheech, when I met Cheech, we were oh, literally, we were, we were, we were in El Paso shooting the, the special and we're at this table and it was Cheech's 55th birthday that weekend. There's wow. executives from Showtime there. There's, there's Paul, there's George Lopez, there's Cheech, there's, there's, it's a table of like 20 something people. And, and, and we're drinking tequila that, uh, the owner of the place said this was an $800 bottle of tequila back in 90, whatever oh it was, 90, 90, whenever the Latin Kings was. And, Jesus. uh, and I remember sitting there and me and Joey Medina, we, I mean, we literally looked at each other and went, how do we get to this table? How do we get to this fucking <laughs> table? It was so exciting. But when my mom met Cheech, it was so funny she came to the show and she went up to Cheech and she said, Oh, thank you for giving my son an opportunity. And of course Cheech didn't put the show together, but he was, you know, he just, Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. We like him. Goes, Which one's yours. You know, but, <laughs> but, but uh, she goes, she goes, I want you to know. And I'm standing right next to her. She said, when he was younger, I did not let him watch you. I told him, no, 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 you don't watch that man. He's a bad man. She goes, and then he go to bed and I turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Mom? That was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a Latin uh, thing to do, right? Yeah. No, you can't do this, but secretly, no. I'm back yeah. over here doing it. That is that's hilarious. That is I so grew funny. up. I grew up uh, behind the couch because my dad would tell me to go to bed, and I would be watching uh, what he was watching, which was uh, Benny Hill and yeah. Sanford and Son. Yeah, uh, and and wow. he, I'd, he, I'd hear him laughing, and I'd start to laugh. And my dad would like, uh, and he'd let me sit there next to him. And, 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 you know, so I was turned on to Red Fox and, and, and Benny Hill and all that kind of, uh, all that humor when I was, when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Um, were, were you like performing in front of your family, like at functions yeah. and that sort of stuff? Is that how it's, you know of- what? True, fa- true Latinos. Um, right. You know, That's how you do it. Latino my, fans. My, Somebody yeah. sort of takes over and puts on a show and everybody la- probably exactly a few cousins, right. You got a few yeah, co- funny cousins and. Exactly. My mom and dad uh, were um, they were they were the the uh, um, the spear of the family that came to this country. And, and so every one of my aunts and uncles that came and migrated to the U.S., they lived in our house for six or seven months Boy, that's with their like kids. My family too. Right. That, and and, and then way. when they would move out, we would give them all our furniture to their apartment yeah. and we'd yeah. get new furniture and then somebody else would come. And and so uh, so wow. usually. Every Sunday and sometimes Saturdays, there would be, and I'm not, I'm not kidding, anywhere from 25 to 45 of my aunts, uncles, cousins, and brothers and sisters at my house. And my mom and dad had a pool. Um, I always say we had a beautiful brick home in, in a middle class uh, white neighborhood, which we didn't belong there. Not that we didn't belong, but financially, we didn't really belong there. Uh, and, but we had, we didn't have much furniture and everybody, all the kids in the neighborhood played at my house because you can't break what you don't have. And, uh, but we would on Sundays, my 
all my aunts and uncles and cousins would be there. And me and my brothers and sisters and cousins would just basically mimic what we saw on television that week. We did Carol Burnett skits. We did Tony Orlando and Don. We did Gilligan's Island, uh, oh, Benny wow. Hill, anything, anything we, that we just saw, we would do yeah. it. And, and we would perform uh, on the, um, on the fireplace mantle, you yeah. know, and, and, and my brother was a drummer. So he had a little drum set and he played the drums and, and, <laughs> nice. and we, my sister would sing and we would just do all kinds of things. And we'd do original sketches, which would, I remember back of these funny voices, you know, total little voices that we would do. And I never really thought too much about that until I started performing. And I was obviously that's, that's what, gave me a bug you know my my sure. both of my parents were artists but they but, but when they came to this country they get kind of abandoned their dreams and worked their asses off to give us an opportunity so cheers Boy. to my mom and dad hey cheers to your parents man absolutely cheers to that man i i hear that so much right so many people that move here like my cousin he was a lawyer in mexico city when he moved to the states i hope i'm not chucho uh, lo siento. Okay, we're about to give give a little bit of your story away. You know, he came here and he came here legally, and he was here for quite a while illegally. And um, you know, he had to work in construction, do all this other stuff. And I remember him saying that to being like, "Man, I'm a lawyer. Like this sucks. Yeah. I have to do all this stuff." But and, and he's not even a lawyer anymore. He worked into construction. Yeah. He, he got his own crew. He created right. a company. I mean, he he became very successful. And I was very proud of him, you know, to do everything he did. And that's how a lot of my family came up. Then his, Absolutely. you know, his, his brothers and sisters came up, blah, blah, blah. It's just the same way as your, you know, your sort of family. My mom was the spearhead here too. Well, technically my yeah. grandfather coming up from Mexico uh, was technically, um, you know, he, he sort of eventually brought my mom, uh, you know, way, way, way later. But yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. Well, that's yeah, the that, story. That's the story of, of, of plenty of immigrant families not just yeah. latinos you know asians yeah that's uh, true uh, that's you know true. Uh, you know whoever like, oh, they may be the Irish, home, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have an uncle i uh, not an uncle i have a cousin he's an he was an engineer and guess what he hasn't been an engineer for 25 years yeah because his it's degree sad, just didn't right? transfer it, yeah. it is a little bit but but not in the sense that he gave up those what he went to school for because he, I guess I wasn't there, but he saw something where he didn't think he could, uh, um, he wanted a better opportunity. And guess what? Sure. Uh, all three of his children, college educated, uh, a lawyer, uh, you know, and, and, and awesome. you know, he, yeah. uh, he kind of gave the path to them. That's and awesome. It's, it's uh, admirable. Yeah. I admirable. bet my mom's like, you know, we all fucked it. My brother and I, she did, she's just like, we didn't become what she wanted. You know, I'm sure that's what my mom said. Like, come on, like, Jesus. Well, we gave here's the deal, though. Here's the deal, though. I don't think you have to have a degree to uh, be successful. I mean, I, I look at oh, my yeah. parents. My parents, you know, I always say my dad came to this country with uh, five children, four dollars in his pocket, and a language barrier, and and he made it work. Wow. And, and 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 I'm proud to say that all five of his children are entrepreneurs. We all work for ourselves. We it's all awesome. uh, have been successful in one way or another, and we're all happy, you yes. know, and, and that's, that's, the that's key. admirable. Yeah, that's the key is happiness. Yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely. My brother's very successful, to be honest with you, in his career. He's been with the same company for like 15 years, you know. He's he's done very well. I'm more the black sheep. I've, you know, love to travel, love to go around, love to do. Well, look at you. You're spreading the word. You got your podcast. You're talking. Yeah. You're, you're speaking Absolutely. your mind. That's, that's you know. Yeah. Yeah. Many people no, not I'm, doing that. I look, I've always done what I've 
I've always done what I love. I've never, I mean, obviously we've had, you know, I've had jobs here and there. You just have to do to pay bills here and there. But for the most part, I, I, I can't function doing something I don't love to do. I just, it doesn't right. uh, sit well with me, you know, to be honest with you. So, yeah. And, you know, uh, that's what I see from my son and my daughter now. And, and I try to guide them. And sometimes when I see them strain from what I think is strain and, yeah. and I should let them be a little more. And I don't notice it when I'm saying it to them, but when I'm speaking to other people, but, um, uh, I, but when I do feel that they're, you know, not living to their potential or not even seeing or ignoring it, not even living up to it, but just ignoring it, I let them know. I go, look, I can tell them about my hardships, but I really kind of go to my dad's. I go, your grandfather sacrificed everything, everything. Come on, you know, yeah. and, and, and it, it yeah. sticks to them. You know, they, they, they hear it and they, and they feel it. Good. You know, because because I get emotional, you know, I get, I get a little teary eyed sure. when I talk about my dad, which, by yeah, the man. way, this is kind of cool. On the neck of every bottle of number one tequila, that's my father's face. Really? I was, yeah, I, my dad. I thought, I thought maybe that was, you know, who made the tequila. That's awesome. No, no man. that's my dad. That's my dad. That's, that's awesome, man. Wow. He was that's... always like, and I could say this to you because you say he was like, everything I ever did in my, in my lifetime, Alex. In Mexico, yes, to 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 futuro. You know, my your future is in Mexico, and and even though I've made my path and and I'm just continue to to head down it, he was right. You know, I mean, tequila. Look at this. Yeah, it was, it was wow. right there. That is true. National product. Is, that is cool to go back. You know, to where you're from, help bring a business back to the states and create opportunity. That's amazing, man. That's share something beautiful something like from Mexico yeah. to with the U.S. Well, two countries I love immensely. You know, love that. Love that, man. Yeah, that's God, that's awesome, man. No, that is beautiful. Um, look, there's something I want to talk to you about. You're a comedian. Look, yeah. this is something yeah. uh, this is this is just something um, a lot of my friends and I talk about, which is um, you know, getting offended in comedy. Right. And and I guess the thing is, you know, why, why do people get offended? Right. I heard Ricky Gervais say something like, well, you really only get offended if it's something dear to you, because you might hear me make a joke about, I don't know, a heart attack yeah. and, and you laugh. But then I make yeah, a no joke about cancer and you're like, oh, my mom had cancer. Don't joke about that. So yeah. it's like, well, where do you as a comedian, how do you even deal with that in cancel culture and this? And I don't know. I'm curious. You know, yeah. your thoughts on that. <laughs> you know, um, it will. Before we get to the cancel culture and the political, I gotta get through that in there, didn't I? I just like, yeah, no, no, it's okay. But before we go there, I think we have to start with the ground rules of, of stand up all's fair and love, war, and comedy. So yeah. if you're gonna get offended, fuck you. Uh, thank you, sacate. <laughs> you know, get, you know, it, we're all here to laugh, we're all here to laugh at ourselves, each other. And, 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 and guess what? Every stereotype that we that, that may be offensive sometimes to, uh, to the world now uh, is based on some reality. And, and, and it's okay to point that out. I, I think a long time ago, before we lived where we're living now, um, <clears throat> I remember saying, you know, you know, this generation that we were teaching, you shouldn't say that you shouldn't recognize that you shouldn't, this, this generation that we taught uh, uh, not to, um, recognize each other because we wanted them to get along. Yeah. Turned out to be violent as hell. You oh, know, that's interesting. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's, I don't think there's anything wrong. I mean, sure. If, if, I mean, I've been called some names before that was uh, unwarranted and, and sure. based in hate, Yeah, you know, and too. based in hate. 
but uh, yeah. but when you're at a club it's based in humor and and uh and we should be able to laugh uh and, and if you can't it's okay the next joke's for you or the previous one was you yeah. know <clears throat> i don't i don't think uh I, i've never regulated myself in that sense i've always tried to speak my mind and make it palatable for people and sometimes i'll recognize oh this room looks a little older a little more conservative i'm still going to get the same point across but i'm going to choose different words i might bring the tone down a little bit i might sure. do whatever i do to adjust you know shift those gears but um i, I don't i don't believe in uh in, in you shouldn't say that yeah. because maybe somebody needs to say that and uh and, and, and as, uh, you know, I grew up a little bit, you know, I started doing stand up at 23. So I was playing a lot of clubs and colleges. And I think about the time that I turned 29 or 30, I started noticing the colleges, you'd say things that, Ooh, Oh, yeah. and then I kind of got, I didn't have an appetite to play colleges because I was like, man, these kids, uh, and, and I get it. That's the way they were raised. But I also realized they didn't have much life experience except something that was told to them. Sure. Uh, and, and I'm yeah. not trying to discount what they their lives, but I I, I get what you're saying. Talking, yeah, I, I just I just didn't. But I got to say something right before COVID hit. My last gig was a college in University of New Mexico, and I'll be honest with you, I, I when they when they called me and they asked me to do it, I didn't want to do it. I'm 55 years old now. I was like. I ain't got nothing to say to 22 year old kids who don't have children and, <laughs> and, and they're politically correct. I got nothing to say, but the money was so damn good that I went, you know, like, I can find something to say. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I kind of challenged myself and, 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 and I'll be honest with you. I've never made anything about the money. It's never been about the money for me. Um, but, but it was so damn good that I went, well, how do I not, how do I say no to that? Um, and I got to tell you, I was telling my wife before I went, I said, I don't want to go. I don't even know what. And the truth is I was scared. Now I was scared of getting up there and sucking and them going, this guy, how is he a Latin king of comedy? Um, And I got to tell you something. Those kids were great. Uh, They didn't. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. And and I eased into it. I kind of a couple of times teased them about political correctness and, and they, they almost looked at me like, Bring it, dude. Bring it. Yeah. And and and, I, and I'm not raunchy or raw or anything like that. But but sure. uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised with them. <clears throat> as far as cancel culture and and things like that, you know, I think um, I think the whole world, all of us, me included, needs a spanking. I think everybody needs a little spanking, a little a little. Hey, cut that out. Yeah. Quit being an asshole. Totally Quit agree. judging people, which is funny because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the cancel culture will say you're you're out because you're being judgmental to somebody, but yet sure. they're judging the fuck out of people. hundred percent. It's like um, to the extreme. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't get it. And, and again, maybe I'm not going to have a lot of fans that are 17 to to 26 years old, but that's okay with me. I'm yeah. speaking to people that are my age, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger than me with, with, uh, kids and, and, and life experience. And, and, and they can take a joke and, and can, can relate to what I'm t- trying to lay down because all I'm really trying to lay down is, is my thoughts of whatever is going on. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying I mean, to figure I, out life myself. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think we all are right. Um, you know, I think, um, I guess what I worried about, like for a comedian would be like, Oh shit, because cancer culture seems to be I guess I should state this for everybody. Look, I, I understand the 
the movement of how it got started. Oh, and, I, and, and I agree with a lot and of that stuff, it. but and I respect exactly, but like anything, it gets taken to an extreme and there are instances yeah. where, where yeah. maybe there's is some, uh, you know, some validity to yeah. something. But my thing was, well, okay. So I, you know, I see a lot of, they'll go back in comedians, Twitter feed or this feed or that for MySpace feed or so their AOL news feed and yeah. find something from 20 years ago, a joke they made that in that time period was it's okay. Ridiculous. Now it's, it's not, and now we're going to judge them on it. When back then yeah. everybody's laughing at it, that doesn't yeah, it's make ridiculous. any sense to me. I, I, it's it's, it it's out me. of bounds. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it is scary, uh, but I'm not going to concern myself too much with it. You know, if 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 it if it slaps me in the face one time, well, I'll deal with it when it comes. And yeah. but like I said earlier, I, I don't think there's any room for anything based in hate. Yeah. Um. And um. And I would I would I would wager to say no matter the statement that comes out of a comic's mouth, it was not intended or based in hate. It, it may have a base of a stereotype, but like I said, stereotypes are, are there because, well, I did this thing on, on a, a special called Le- legally Brown aired on Showtime. And, uh, and I saw, uh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, um, it was a fun special to do because it was all these Brown comics, uh, Indian, uh, Latinos, uh, uh, Persians, whoever you were, uh, if you had brown skin, you could be on this show. Um, and one of the things I said, I said, you know, what's great about America is uh, is it welcomes everybody. It, America is like a big club. Come on in. We got some rules. We got some rules. <laughs> if you're Lat- if you're Latino, if you're Latino, come on in. You got to get some car insurance. You got to, <laughs> you, know, you know, because because let's be honest, Americans don't like their cars fucked up. And, and and then it said, hey, if you if you're uh, if you're Irish, come on in. Last calls it too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you know. Watch your buzz. No one likes their their space invaded. And uh, and if you're if you're for the Middle East, come on in. Uh, you got to put some deodorant on, you know. And and, and 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 it's like because no one wants their 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 space invaded. You know, the same thing. Don't mess up my car, my buzz, or my or my aroma. You know, it's. It's uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, I get it that, uh, hey, guess what? A lot of Latinos don't think it's important to have car insurance. You should. Um, you know, that's just the way we were. That's the way it is in Mexico. Have you ever seen cars in Mexico? They're all beat up. And, oh, dog. Have you ever, right. Driving in Mexico. Holy shit. Driving in Mexico City is like fucking Mario Kart. I mean, it's yeah, a, it's, it's, a it's like nightmare. a game of Frogger. Literally, it really literally is. It... But but I think. And some people may get offended at what I just said. They may say, oh, you said this about Latinos. You said this about the Irish. You said this about Middle Easterners. Well, truth is, a lot of Mexicans, a lot of Latinos, forgive me, don't have car insurance. Uh, a, a lot of uh, Irish tend to tip the cup a little. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Middle Easterners don't smell so good sometimes. But that's okay. Welcome to America. Here's the, here's the, here's the ground rules. Yeah. And if you can adjust to that, you're welcome. Come on in, buddy. Come yeah. on in. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting uh, yeah take on it. Uh, I'm going to get sure. a lot of hate mail for that. No, I, I can please. feel it coming. <laughs> please, uh, you know, I'm scared. I get, scared. I get I get hate mail. Look, I've been called racist on this podcast before. I how's that even possible? Okay, yeah. that's a, from an episode I didn't even release because of it. Honestly, it was like okay, <laughs> this is too this is too controversial. I'm going to get called too many names. Uh, uh, yeah, you know. I don't I don't know if I'd worry about that. I mean. I mean, no, you, you, I, maybe, maybe you, maybe you should. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the guy to. It just didn't fit the. Uh, 
you know, Nevena, for instance, that, that scheduled this for us, right? She made a good point to me um, in our weekly, we do these weekly business meetings uh, for the podcast, and she made a good point. She said, look, it really has nothing to do with the podcast. It's just more our catalog of names that we've had. And all of a sudden, to just put this guy in there it just feels odd. So, you know, that that's really ended up being the reason of why why you. we, uh, you know, didn't use it, um, you know. But, yeah, you know, anyway. Uh, here's something else I was curious about. Um, you know, I saw that you did a, a special. Uh, it was Payaso. I don't know the rest of it. Payaso. Oh gosh. Comedy Slam. Comedy Slam. That's it. Payaso yeah. Comedy Slam. I saw that Joey Diaz was on there. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you worked with Joey Diaz, right? That's crazy. Joey Diaz. Yes. And Joey Diaz was actually my roommate for about three weeks. Um, <laughs> I, had an, I, had, I had an apartment in Hollywood and really Joey Medina was my roommate. And but before I knew it, there were probably seven comics. It was just a one bedroom apartment, but there were seven comics that were sharing that apartment just to kind of come into Hollywood and you'd leave and do your thing. And, uh, and, and, and again, and th that first time that I was at the, at the, at the laugh factory, I don't think I saw Joey there that night, uh, Joey, uh, Diaz, but it wasn't long after that, that I met him and, uh, and got to be friends with him through uh, a great comic. May she rest in peace, Marilyn Martinez. And, and, uh, yeah, Joey's, uh, Joey's a treat to watch. Always been fun to, uh, to be around. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, when we did the Piazza Comedy Slam, it was, it was, uh, I, I don't want to say it was before Joey was Joey, but, uh, you know, the world didn't know him like yeah. they do now. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, 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 a, he's, he's, he's a superstar now in stand up and, and great podcast. And, uh, and, and I, I kind of take pride in, in, in knowing that, uh, his, I don't know. I don't even know if it was his first time to be on, on television on something that big, but he was there. Uh, uh, George Perez was there. And, and yeah. I remember I just saw George three nights before we shot the special at a little club somewhere in LA. That's just a bar that did stand up. And I just thought he was really good and different and I said, "Hey, you want to be on a special?" And he was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And he made the show. <laughs> you know. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, Joey Diaz yeah. is a, a treat. I mean, I he is such a treat, comics, man. Comic. I, yeah. You know, my thing was uh, the first time I saw him. I think probably for a lot of people. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, was was li just as a podcast guest on the Joe Rogan show. I had never heard of yeah. him. I didn't right. know who he was, and I just saw him as this guest, and I just thought, "Oh my god, this guy is." hilarious uh and yeah, then he's he hilarious to, his character he's a character telling stories man i mean for sure yeah, and i'll tell you what i think in the beginning and i you know i don't know if i'm correct about this but in the beginning uh when uh when people didn't know joey's name uh he was actually working really hard in 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 the sense that he was he was doing a lot of acting you know i remember one of the first things yeah. that i knew of joey he was he got a part and i think in spider-man 2 he was he was one of the guys That's right that, he stands up in the subway or whatever, or the train, or you got to go through all of us. And, and, yeah. and so he was, he was kind of forging his way through that. And luckily he was hanging out at the right place, I believe, which was the comedy store, which is really the Mecca of comedy in, in LA. Um, um, but he was there and, and obviously he caught the attention of, of, of everyone there. And, and Joe Rogan, I mean, good Lord, he's, you know, he, he's the king of stand up, right? Um, 
I don't know. Uh, I, you know, that's that's uh, that's interesting. I don't know. Do you think he's the king of stand up? Well, I don't know if he's the king of stand up, but I just know he's well respected amongst all stand up comics. He's well respected amongst uh, 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 podcasters. I mean, he's got what the number one podcast in the world. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. If not so, number two, I mean, I don't know. I don't keep up with all that stuff. And he's obviously well respected in the MMA world. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> He can yeah. he can make you laugh or he can kick your ass. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know so man respected Joe Rogan, and and obviously yeah. he saw something in Joey Diaz and said, "Hey, let's get this guy on the air." And I totally. and I don't know if that's what made Joey Diaz, but it's it's one of the things that made Joey Diaz, I believe. I think so. I think so. The podcast definitely helped for sure. Just uh, you know, sort of catapulted him. But he, had, like you said, he'd already built some stuff up. And yeah, I had seen him in movies. Too. The like, longest the longest yard was the one I remember the most. Right, right. Kind of yeah. like Joe Coy. You know, I mean, he how many episodes of, of uh, Chelsea Handler did he do? Yeah. And that's when the world really started seeing Joe Coy. And, and he's a great comic. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome, man. You know, I was, I, you know, I don't know how much time uh, you have, Alex. So I don't want to take up uh, hey, too I'm much cool. of your time. So you, you tell me it? uh, it's yeah, 8.06. Yeah. You, you tell me. I'm, I'm good. Or 9, 9.06. Okay. Uh, you, you tell me, uh, you know, whatever's going on. Uh, you know, I was going to ask you about this. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but this is obviously such a, at least in my world of comedy or what I think is is big, the Carlos Mencia thing. So I don't know if that's something you you want to discuss. Not, not even necessarily him, but more just the act of stealing jokes and that sort of thing. Is that really a big problem in the industry? Is that something you have to worry about? Did you stand on one side or the other of that? situation when it went down i didn't stand on one side or the other of that personally because i i hadn't worked that many times with carlos uh i i I was familiar with the reputation that that he was acquiring um i'm not a fan of that um but throughout my career people would ask me about that or ask about Hey, what do you think of what this guy's doing or that girl's doing? Or and I was always like, you know what? I'm so busy doing what I'm doing. I don't have time to think about anybody else. I, I don't care. Uh, but I do care about someone that's a, a known uh, a thief of, of material because it's it's uh, it's not easy to do what we do. Uh, it's not easy to find your voice. And and I, I would think very 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 few comics could say they never. Uh, I don't want to say they lifted a line from somebody, but they didn't lift a mannerism, uh, uh, something from somebody that they tried to emulate, you yeah. know, uh, a, a, a speech pattern, uh, a, a rhythm, uh, something. You, you respect people and you try to emulate them. But uh, to, to see, you know, may he rest in peace. Robin Williams had a really bad reputation for the same thing. And what an amazing performer. But yeah. uh, uh People, it was said that in the day, and I was I wasn't there then, but that that a lot of people wouldn't perform if he would walk in a room because they know that he would do it tomorrow or next better, you know, yeah. and he would add his flavor to it. Um, but I'm not I'm not a fan uh, of, of people that do that. I I you know parallel thinking is one thing. I mean, if you talk about let's let's say we're talking about tequila. Well, you could get 10 comics to write some jokes about it, and some are going to be similar. Um, that's That happens. Um, I was uh, – I, again, I, I don't even know Joe Rogan. I've met him. I've seen him a couple times in Hollywood at the clubs, and I think I may have met him once. But I don't know him. But I remember when all that was going on, I thought two things. I thought, wow, it's a pretty serious stance he's taking against this guy. 
but I also kind of respected it because I grew up in Texas and I remember one time and, and, and I'll, be, I'll tell you this, I, I've probably lifted a joke before, you know, as a young comic, you see something and you, and you think, Oh, and, you, and maybe you don't even think I'm going to do that, but you might be writing something else and, Oh man, that's great. And, you, and, and maybe later you go, Oh, wait a minute, where did that come from? Did I see that somewhere? I mean, that yeah. happens too. And, and hopefully if that happens and you recognize it, you go, you know what? I, I remember why I, thought of that you pull let it me, out maybe let me or... retract that let yeah. me retract that and get my own thoughts uh which is why it's so important for comics to speak of their own life i always tell young comics now uh, you know and i don't know i don't have advice for anybody but if you want some advice from me on stand-up it's uh uh be original which means speak of your own life because no one can take that from you if i go talk about an airplane ride plenty of comics have done stories about airplane rides but i'm gonna speak of my own life uh, I'm going to record every show so I can watch it later and study just like Peyton Manning. And the third rule that I tell everybody is don't suck. I mean, and, and, and that's it. If you can, if you can follow those three things, you're going to probably be okay. But, but I, um, don't suck. I, again, <laughs> I grew up in Texas. I grew up in Texas. And I remember one time this comic came up to me and said, Hey man, uh, I think you stole that joke from, from me. Or whatever, and I was like, "Well, I don't even know who you are." <laughs> this is early in the day, and they were like, "Yeah, well, I've been doing this thing, and it, you did something similar." I don't remember what it was, but I went, "Well, I said I I didn't steal it from you. I've never met you. I've, you know, I haven't seen you on TV, or uh, and and I didn't steal it. It's just a thought I had, and sorry, it was kind of similar." And he was like, "No, I think you stole it," and yeah, blah blah blah. And I went, "Okay, well, I heard you the first time." And I said, I'm going to tell you again, I, di I didn't do it. So I'm sorry. And it's probably just a similar thought because it's not exactly what you were saying that you say. And he goes, no, I think. And I, and I went, OK, let me tell you this. I said no. But I, you also need to know that I'm from Texas and I'll hit you in the fucking mouth if you call me a thief again, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is which is not a good way to handle your issues. And, oh, uh, yeah. hey, you went away for a second. Yeah, no, hang I on. A, I, hit, I hit my table yeah. so hard that it, like, <laughs> temporarily disconnected my camera. That's funny. But I, I remember saying that, and the guy was like, oh, well, you don't have to be an asshole. And I was like, well, well I, I told you twice, no. And uh, so uh, as far as Carlos goes, you know, I think I think he even admitted it one time. said, yeah, that's what I do. So uh, I think he, he paid the price. It's like going to jail. You know, he, 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 I mean, he lost a lot of fans, but at the same time, he, uh, his true fans stayed with him because the truth is Carlos is, a, is an amazing entertainer and, and he has a lot of amazing thoughts. Did he take some? He, he admitted, yes, he did. Um, and, and I think he's serving his own penance. I, I, I will take, I will tell you one stab I took at Carlos during that time. And Carlos, if you see this, uh, you, you know, I, 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 uh, this is, hey, all's fair in love, comedy and war. Uh, sure. uh, I got to do the Alma Awards. Uh, I won an Alma Award for yeah, Hispanic, saw that. which was a, it's a great honor, right? It's a great honor. Awesome. Uh, but when I when I was nominated for that, they said, "Hey, you get to perform at the Alma Awards on ABC." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is network television now, you know, prime time." And uh, I, and and I looked at the lineup of who was performing. Prince was on that show. Oh my! Literally, Prince performed on that show, and and I looked at the lineup of people performing, and I was like, I was the only name 
on the lineup that was not a national, was not a, a known name in America. Yeah. I mean, it was and all Latinos except for Prince, but but he's kind of Latino, right? I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll fuck anybody. We'll, we'll fuck yeah. anybody. <laughs> so, but but uh, and then and for the for the walkthrough rehearsal, it's in a beautiful theater. And they had uh, kind of like they do now in the NFL. They got the they got the people in the seats, you know, the cutouts. They had names in yeah. the in the first eight rows. And I looked at those names in the first eight rows, and it was a who's who of Hollywood. And I was like, "Oh man, this is." I, I started really freaking out. I had to do eight minutes, uh, and uh, but anyway, I, I I'm sitting there. I was literally thinking, "This is not the time to suck." Don't suck tonight, Alex. Whatever you do, and 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 when I get up there and they they introduce me, I come out and I I I, I do my first line and it gets a big laugh and I'm thinking it made me comfortable, right? It made me comfortable and I was like, oh yeah, and and I, I look over here, um, and I, and I feel like I'm doing real well, and 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 I and, and I look over here and I see Cheech and I'd already done the Latin Kings and Cheech looks at oh, me man. and goes, he gives me a thumbs up, and I'm like, yeah. I look over to my left and, and, uh, and George Lopez goes like this, gives me one of those. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I look over here and Carlos Macias writing shit down. So I know I'm killing. <laughs> Sorry, Carlos. I had to do it. I had to take it. <laughs> that's, dude, that's fucking hilarious. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so, I knew I was doing right. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Don't steal kids. And if you do, you're going to you're going to be in a timeout for a little while. Yeah. You know, I never understood it because from a stand like from a, st- a fan standpoint, and I, I wish Carlos could understand this. All he really could have said, is, yeah, I made a mistake. I did this. I fucked up. And you know what? I'm going to keep hiring people and let them write jokes. But now everybody know, and let's just go. Instead, he he like triple quadrupled down. He kept saying, I didn't do it. I did. It just made it. I don't know. People from the outside, like myself, just a regular person. You're just like, dude, please. You can see well, it a mile away here. Like it, it, you're looking ridiculous yeah. now. You know, like, I, I don't know. I, That's how I felt. I, I mean, think of any. Uh, and, and again, this is not even about Carlos. This is about anybody that gets caught doing something. A child, catch a five year old. They're They're going to they're going to. I didn't do it. I didn't yeah. do it. I didn't do it. That's just human nature. And and he probably at the time thought, oh, what do, you know, it's it, it's caught up with him. Uh, but he, he paid a price, you know, and uh, um, he was massive you know, at the know. time. I thought he was like you said, he's a great entertainer. You know, he's a great yeah. he knows how to put on a show. So, you know, I, as a as a fan, like I don't have any problem if a comedian was like, well, I didn't write all these jokes. I hire people and they write them for me. I don't care. I just want to laugh at the joke. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, and, and you know, and, and and I think that's why I think that's the reason comics and and artists take such offense to someone that does something like that because the truth is the fans they don't know they yeah. they don't know they, they 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 were there for the moment and they just know that you were hilarious or you entertained them. I mean, I've I've been in shows before when you're standing by the door uh, and and people are walking out and they come up to me and say, "Man, that joke you did about that was awesome." And I'm like, that was the other guy <laughs> or, or it's happened to the other. And the truth is people sure. just don't remember. And, yeah. and it's, 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 it's people get upset because we work hard at what we do. And, and if you see someone cutting it, well, go stand in line somewhere. And if someone cuts in line, you get a little upset, Yeah, absolutely. you know, and, and it, it's, 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 it's a, it's a manner of cutting in line. And, and if last time I checked, uh, 
cutting in line is cause for removal from park is what they say at, the, at, the, at, the, at Six Flags, right? Yeah, that's Six Flags. Line that's jumping. True. Line jumping yeah. is cause for removal from park. Fuck, no. Dude, you line jump in Texas, motherfucker, you are going to get uh, ass beating from 10 different people in the line. I mean, it's this is right? not going to happen. Uh, yeah, it's it's um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I remember I did. A, I've actually done. I did open mic twice before at uh, Capital uh, Cap City. City. Yeah, here in yeah, uh, Cap Austin, City which, Comedy which, Club. Yeah, in Austin, which which actually closed down recently, which I'm really sad about. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, I went and did it, and what what I noticed was. You know, okay, I'm going to write this material, and I was so into it. I remember the first time I went, I was the last person to go up, so they put me last. So I had to sit there the whole time, nervous as fucking hell, the whole time. Yeah. But what what I will say is, it did feel really great to have something that I created, that I worked on, performed it, got feedback from, right? It even got a few laughs. I think I, I can't even remember it to be. It was such a weird month. Like it, it happened. It was done. I was like, I don't even remember what just happened. Like what? It was such a crazy moment to be here oh. with you. You know, I was just which in the why, moment. Which but, is why, but yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is why ahead. I tell young comics or any comic record yourself because there's no way you're going to remember everything. I forgot. Happened. I mean, I forgot. Yeah, I, he, everybody puts their phone up on the thing, and I was so nervous. They called my name. Oh, I jumped through the curtain, and dude, the lights were on me. I forgot yeah. everything. I forgot to put my phone down and hit record. Yeah. And I just grabbed premature the mic and went for ejaculation. It. Yes, it was. <laughs> that's exactly it. That, that's exactly it. Uh, that that is so funny, man. Well, I saw a few people bomb before me, during like really bomb, and I just thought, oh my oh, yeah. god, Patrick, please, please. I hope one fucking thing gets a fucking laugh from this. And and when I finished, and I was walking. Uh, you know, I was so nervous afterward, I had to go to the bathroom. So, like, I finished my yeah. set, immediately was walking to the bathroom. This one guy walked past me, man, and he goes, dude, that was some funny shit. And I remember just thinking, it was the biggest feeling. Thank of, you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. I, thank I, you. Felt, I felt awesome, man. I felt on this, like, high of, I thought, man, this is what comics feel. This is, I get it. I get, yeah. and, that, and then, of course, I'm, it's, the, I'm not a comic. I did it one, you know, twice. It's just for fun. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of nerves. I get you only it's, perform for X amount of time, but people have to understand there's no, it's, so much it's, work it's, that goes into it's that a beautiful feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of work, and it's a beautiful feeling, and it could be an ugly feeling. I remember early days open mics. You know, when when you finish and you have a good set, you know, you, you want to stand by the door where everybody walks by and <laughs> hey man, you're awesome because you, 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 we need that that yeah. that. Uh, that acceptance and and that uh, that pat on the back and and some pussy because girls would be yeah. like oh my god you're so funny you know that 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 was a definite perk um, but um, but uh, hey everyone's had them I've had them and I promise you I'm, I'm well into my career well into thirty years of doing stand up and and I'm gonna have a show where it doesn't go so well it still happens sometimes very very rarely but just when you think it won't happen it'll happen. That's why I was so afraid to go to the University of New Mexico that time. And yeah. but I remember the days in open mic when it would go so horribly bad that I would walk off the stage because I worked at that comedy club and I would go hide in the closet where the uh, water heater was until everyone was gone because I didn't want to see people. I didn't want. I I've been there before when people walk by and they go, "Hey, man, they were oh, there's that guy." <laughs> You're like, <laughs> "Oh shit," <laughs> you know. And and that's just a part of it. I, you know what? My sure. son is an artist. He's a musician, so is my daughter. 
Uh, and I was just talking to him because he's talking about, Hey, I want to release some stuff, but I don't know if I want to release this. Cause I, dad, I don't know. I, I, you know, he was talking about, he didn't even know, but he was talking about being afraid of being rejected. I said, son, yeah. you're in, you're in show business. Go for it, it. It's full of rejection and you've got to learn not to let it eat you. You got to keep going. You, 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 you know, don't let them judge you. They may judge you that night and that moment, but that doesn't make you, you know, and, and so you gotta, you gotta Good get advice. some thick skin. Yeah. yeah, that's great advice. Uh, yeah, I've always thought, um, you know, I've played music, I've worked in restaurants, a chef, I do all these things. You know, I, look, my thing is this, um, I'm going to put something out there and if you don't like it, no problem. You can move on from it. But my thing, if somebody were to ever judge me, I'd just say, well, what the fuck are you doing? That's all I, that's my yeah. thought to anything. So if anybody ever yeah. is worried about, oh, I don't know if I want to put this out, just like you said, that's what I tell somebody. I say, look, look at them and go what the fuck what is so special about you so just put it out there you know what i mean it doesn't matter we're all trying to do our thing in fact i have respect for people that take take a you know that takes courage man it takes some bravery so i have i have respect for people that it's put it out there it ain't easy fail it's not easy it ain't it's easy and, and you know what failing hey uh, it's part the of the best it. teams sports teams that i was on was the ones that couldn't win you know you learn more from losing and he said something funny that made me think of something I said uh, one night at a show. And I was talking about, we were kind of talking about, you know, the youth. And I said, here's how old I am. Uh, anybody that says something to me that's uh, younger than 25, I'm like, really? Well, fuck you. How about that? <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my retort to them. That's my debate. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, that's not very, <laughs> you know, but. Hey, I get but that's it. the way if, if, if someone's it. not digging what you're doing, you know, um, you, you can't take it to heart. So all young standups, I'll tell you that. And older standups, just, just, you know, keep on keeping on. How, how do you feel the pandemic has hit? Uh, you know, there's comedy clubs, clo right? Musicians are having I have a lot of musicians on the podcast, man. And it's been I, I mean, it comes up every conversation, you know, I haven't done a show um, technically since March 5th. Uh, I did. Is that I, the I longest you've gone? Is that the longest ever. you've gone? Really? Ever. Yeah. Since you started. I, 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 yeah. Uh, wow. I've, I'm used to doing 38 wow. to 42 weekends a year, either two to six shows a week. Holy and um, and I've uh, I, I stepped out in August to do a show in in Florida, and then I did a private party in Los Angeles, which was healthy for me because I, I it helped me remember that hey I. I know what I'm doing and it was fun and, and they gave me money. I forgot about that part. Um, you know, uh, yeah. but, uh, I, and actually I have a show to all your listeners. I have a show coming up November 28th here at the local Louisville comedy club. And, and what we're going to do is we're going to live stream it. Uh, we're going to live stream the show and, and, oh, and nice. uh, I'll send you information on, on yeah. if you would spread the word because 100%. we're going to, we're going to put a small gate. We're going to put a small gate on there and, uh, you know, because people have asked me, hey, why don't you do some live stream stand up? And but with no audience, you just can't do it. You got to have it in in the club. I think seats 250, but they're only going to they're only allowed to put, I think, 90, 90 people in there, which is plenty to have a show. Um, and so I'm going to do that on November 28th. Uh, but it's it's been it's been rough on the entertainment industry. I mean, it's it's not even rough. It's been it's it, we didn't get a flat. We got four flat tires. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and which is one of the reasons that that Ron and I we, we got fucking the, we got the wheels stolen. You know, uh, it's one of the reasons that uh, that uh, 
that Ron and I put on this. I don't, I don't know if you're aware, but we have the uh, number one tequila quarantine concert series. And yeah. that is every Thursday through Saturday. Uh, we do exactly this. We do a Zoom chat. Me and Ron welcome everybody. And it's not it's not comedy. It's music. And we turn on people to amazing musical artists from across the country. We've had people that you don't know their names. We've had uh, uh, Jason Chef from uh, uh, Chicago, Dean uh, Castronova from Journey, uh, oh, shit. Uh, Jay DeMarcus from Rascal Flatt. We've had some major super uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy Shaw from Sticks, Randy Hauser, uh, wow. country music star. We've, we've had some huge names, but we do that three times a week. Uh, on our Facebook page, number one tequila Facebook page. It's called, it's a uh, facebook.com slash drink number one, uh, every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern. And since April 10th, here, I got the notes in front of me. This is t- tonight's show. We are in week 31, show 115, and we are 200 wow. million plus streams since April 10th. Holy That's, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Our average show does 600,000 to 1.6 million streams a night. And that's just a testament to really to Ron's fans, uh, my fans, uh, music fans, and, um, and, 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 and our tequila now. You know, it, it's all brought to you by number one. The shows are free. We encourage you, highly that's encourage awesome. you to tip these artists when you see them because they're broke, just yeah. like we are. You know, yeah. they're broke. And, uh, and uh, so, um, you know, the pandemic – but what do you do? What do you do? You can't, you yeah. don't go out there and, and just, uh, you know, mass mingle because that's just going to make things worse. <laughs> I, I, I had COVID in, uh, in September, me and my whole family got it. And, and oh, I'll wow. tell you what, I, I'm, I'm fairly young. I'm not, I'm not young, but I'm not old 55. And, and I consider myself pretty healthy, but it, it, it kicked the shit out of me. You know, yeah. my wife had it. My two kids had it. And I'm, I'm not lying. I was laying in bed. Or the couch, wherever I was, sweating like, you know, uh, uh, and really thinking four of us have it, all four of us have it. Chances are one of us could die. Odds are it's me. And and, and what do you do? You know, <laughs> you're like, odds are it's me. I'm fucked. This yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm the ethnic in the group. Yeah. I'm, I'm the one that's older. I'm the male. It's bad. It's worse on males. It's bad on worse on ethnic males. It's, yeah. you know, a, yeah, I was, true. I was like, well. And, and and I'll be honest, I wasn't I wasn't thinking that in a selfish way. Uh, I hope my sure. you know so and so. I I want it to be me, but I was yeah. also thinking, what are they? They're fucked without me, you know. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah. Like the other day we walked in to have dinner. We walked in to have dinner somewhere, and I was like, "Why don't y'all go in? I'll meet you there." And so uh, you know what I was doing? I was catching a buzz in the parking lot, uh, yeah. and and I walk in, and the lady goes. Uh, uh, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm looking for my wife and two kids. And she goes, uh, and I pointed them out. She goes, them? I said, yeah. yeah. I said, because uh, if, if I don't show up, they, they, they ain't paying for dinner. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll be starving, right? Yeah, that's, oh my God, that's hilarious. And yeah, you know, that's funny. It's, we have a rule at Casa de Raimundo. I get to say whatever I want about my wife and kids in public and they get to continue to eat. That's uh, that's the rules. That's a pretty good deal. I got it. That's a pretty say, good deal. <laughs> that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good eating. Is yeah. That's important. Yeah, that's got to be an interesting dynamic, right, for a comedian of whether or not to include your wife, your life, and you take keep a the beating. stories real. 
Yeah. Are, yeah. Keep them are, real. Are all those real? Are all those stories real? The comedians, you know, say it's, probably not. Right. All of my stories are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, according to me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> love that. Well, I got you know, you know it's uh, you got to change maybe a few things or exaggerate. Well, yeah, or, it's know, dramatize it's writer's something. embellishment. You know, of course, but it's. Uh, before I was married, my, my mom took a beating in my show and, and, and now my wife and kids do. But the truth is if people know my standup, I think, I, I think, um, my audience, I would say is 70% female. They come out, but they drag their husbands and, and that, not even drag them because the truth is if you really watch my standup, uh, I really speak from a male's perspective, but I always speak highly and proudly of my wife i tease her and i say all kinds of things and i put her in all kinds of weird positions just like at night uh but the truth is i love her immensely and and i speak highly of her and and girls come up to me all the time they go i love you because you because you you love your wife and you do this and 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 i'm just telling them what i'm feeling and i talk about my kids as honestly as i can you know and 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 i think when the dudes get there they're like well fuck this guy He's 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 I'm really rooting for every every guy to get a blowjob that night on the way home. You know, I want people to get laid after my show. And, 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 and so the guys are like, well, this guy's on my side. And yeah. Um, yeah. so that that's the I think that's the angle I take because every no matter what my thoughts are, it seems to eventually lead to my crotch. And my wife is always like, what? Well, how come? I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. That's. <laughs> I don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah. You know? Oh my god! I just I did it again. You, you hit your table again. I, yeah, I got to fix that. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I've never so, hit my table. That's hilarious. Here's what I have learned in 25 years of being married. I've been married 25 years this year, uh, and I don't know why. Congratulations! It took me so that's long. awesome. Thank that's you. Awesome. Uh, thank you. I don't know why it took me so long to realize it because my wife's been saying it for decades. Uh, what I've learned to do sometimes is shut the fuck up. I've just learned to shut the fuck up because my wife is a brilliant woman. She's so brilliant. And, and, and sometimes I just got to stop and go, baby, you're right. You're absolutely right. The other day she said something. I said, baby, that is amazing. You're an amazing woman. You're brilliant that you're, I said, you know what, baby, I owe you a blowjob. And she goes, she laughed at me. She goes, honey, you don't give me blowjobs. I give you blowjobs. I go, okay. (laughs) We'll work it that way. So see, I've learned to shut up and see how things work out for me. Oh, my God. Guys, are you listening? This is how you get it yeah. done here. That's it. Is, yeah. You got to confuse them. You got to confuse them. You shake them up a little bit. <laughs> confuse them. You got, you got like a laser pointer and like a little clicker. You're just like, whatever you can do. A little pinwheel. A little yeah. pinwheel. Yeah. Uh, well, a little clowns going by that, 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 that. I, I told, I told, <coughs> sometimes, oh, you know, obviously people that are married have, have issues with their matrimony sometimes and, and they argue, you know, people are going to argue. Sure. Uh, I'm lucky that me and my wife don't do it that often, but sometimes if she's mad at me, I'll go, I'll go, you know what? I go, you keep that up and I ain't never letting you suck my dick again. <laughs> and, <laughs> She, she laughs so hard that she just forgets about it and she ends up sucking my dick, which is great. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> you just got to confuse them, make them laugh, and everything's going to be okay. Oh, my when all, God. When, when, all, when, all, when in doubt, just whip it out. That's what I say. Yeah. When in doubt, whip it out. 
<laughs> oh my God, Vane, estás escuchando? Okay, yeah, Vanessa's hey. gonna hear this. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's my See, dog. I'm trying Rocket. to help you. Hey, look, this is Rocket. Rocket's from Spain, hey. actually. We brought Rocket. Oh, dale, from Rocket. Cuete. ¿Qué pasa, Cuete? ¿Qué pasó, mi niño? ¿Qué pasó? Good dog. Yeah, he's such a good dog, man. Yeah, my neighbor's always freaking out when I'm speaking Spanish to the dogs. But look, everybody freaks out about it because they think all dogs understand English and only English. Oh, dude, it's a, it's so uh, you gotta check it's out like... my, you gotta check out, you gotta check out my second special, uh, Red Mexican. The the last story I tell about, and this, the thing is about my dog Lucky, and 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 that's where we end up. Oh, really? No, I tell oh, you one thing. I listened to parts of it, but I, I guess I didn't hear that part. You got to watch that. And by the way, that's a totally true story. Uh, but I, I tell you this, the pandemic has, uh, I think it's confused my neighbors uh, because um, I, I live in a nice home. I got, I have a nice home. Uh, we have some acreage and, uh, and, 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 and because I'm Mexicano, I do all my own work. I cut my grass. I build the fences. Oh, nice. I, I fucking do it. Nice. And, and, but for, you know, 15 years that we've been here, I'm gone 38 weekends a month of 40 uh, i mean a year for i'm gone for three days i'm home for four i'm gone for, you know either or yeah. uh but during this i've been married 25 years i've never been around my wife for 10 months ever and um i think it's confusing my neighbors <laughs> because they're seeing me all the time and they're like i think that little pretty blonde girl's fucking the yard guy because he's there <laughs> all the time now <laughs> The guy that cut your grass, he's he's like he banging left. that shit. Yeah, he cut the grass and didn't leave. He just <laughs> that's hilarious. That is so funny. I think, man, that is you know a lot of people are having that uh, sort of situation where they're you know with their you know partner, or their girlfriend, whatever, right? They're just for so so much. Just it's just yeah. so much time. Uh, have y'all been getting along pretty? pretty well i guess we have uh, yeah. we have uh, I, i'll tell you what it's it's uh I, i think it's going well here's what i started doing right away <laughs> when i realized i was going to be home you know what i started doing i started packing i just started packing <laughs> and, and my neighbor was like you're packing are you what are you carrying a sidearm i said no no i'm packing a suitcase so they think i'm going to leave pretty soon so the tension goes out of the air you know uh and and funny. and and i gotta tell you I love my wife and I love my kids, but like I said, I, I've never been around them for 10 months straight. And, um, and here's what I've realized is, uh, they like me even less. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> they're ready for me to fucking go. They're like, you know, we like it when you just pay the bills, you know, they're ready for me to go. And this is what's amazing to me. You made is, that deal with them, right? They were like, Hey, yeah, I did make that deal. Yeah. We eat, we're, you know, yeah. you go out and do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this, the three people that are most anticipating my first show will not be in attendance. They can't wait for me to get the fuck out of here. They're like, get the fuck out. I'm tired they're of selling, they're, they're selling like, somebody, tickets for you online. Yeah, they're, they're, just like, they're like, somebody give this motherfucker the light. Get him out of here. <laughs> my your, kids son's or, your, your son's ordered an Uber. Just the doors open. Just the dad, I got you ready to go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all set up. Uh, your limo's here. Yeah, Your limo's here. Get the fuck out. We took your name off the marquee. Oh my god! Oh, that is uh, that is just too funny, Alex. Oh man, that's well. I'm glad uh, it's going well with your family, man. I've heard some. I've definitely yeah, heard you some know, I've, more I've, stories. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
Yeah. And obviously domestic violence has kind of got up in the, in the country. And, and, uh, that's, that's, I don't even know what to say to that other than get out of that situation, whoever you are. Yeah. hundred percent. Drink some tequila, loosen up, mm. you know, well, maybe not drink tequila in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's the one time it's not good advice. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Well, look, Alex, I know you got to do your show here pretty soon, man. I, I really appreciate uh, all the time you spent with us, man. This has been, uh, oh, man. Patrick, I, I, I definitely, fun. I haven't laughed this hard on a podcast, man. So I appreciate, uh, I appreciate Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, this has been awesome. And I haven't drank hey, uh, on a podcast. So the tequila has been awesome. I've been sipping it like nothing. Have you seen me? I've just been drinking yes. just like, just like nothing. Very smooth. I gotta I'm say telling that. you, everybody, I, I'm not telling you this because I own it. I'm telling you, I would not own it if I didn't truly believe in my heart. It is the best tequila in the world, and it's good for you. And, uh, and, and again, I'm not selling anything. I'm just sharing the good mood that I'm in, and, and that's all we're doing. And, and, and the day you taste it, you're going to go, all right, he was fucking right. He was absolutely yeah. <laughs> right. And so I invite you. I invite you, anyone that hears and sees this, uh, try number one tequila and do me and Ron White a personal favor. Ask for it because I'm going to tell you again, this is not Brown Foreman. This is not Diageo. This is not Sazerac. Those are all huge liquor companies that own a gillion labels. This is Alex and Ron White that own this tequila label. And we do it because we genuinely believe in it. And, and, and guess what? We've never been in shitty movies. We've never been in, in shitty sitcoms because, and, and I like to believe that our shows are genuine and real because we're real. And, and that's why we do the concert series because we just like to have fun. And the day you try it, you're going to, you're going to say, you know what? He wasn't fucking lying to me. So try it, ask for it. And, uh, and, and, and your podcast is all over the place. We're in 15 States. Now we're all over the state of Texas. Just, just ask for this tequila, look it up. Ordered online. You can do that. Not in every state, but in some states. Number one. Nice. Yeah, Texas, I I think you can in Texas. I'm not sure. Uh, But it's definitely all the total wines. Okay, Texas people. Go to the. All the total wines, a lot of the specs, goody goodies, you know, a lot of independent stores, a lot of people giving us mad support. Uh, So check it out. And it's like a a great bottle. Yeah. Oh, what's the. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I was supposed to shoot it in October. Uh, and, uh, and of course the pandemic hit, which, which halted all rehearsals and all the, you know, though I was working on it. And so the, like I said, November or, or yeah, November 28th will be my first show. We're going to live stream it, but I would like to believe if the world even begins to turn a little bit, that maybe by, by next October, I'll shoot a special. Okay. And, uh, you know, yeah, right on, right on. But who knows? Maybe I'll just keep doing live streams and tell you what I'm thinking every day. I don't know. Do you think there'll be live work. streaming comedy? I guess you do need an audience, right? That would be weird to. You got to have an audience. You got to have an audience. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to have an audience. Even if it's even if it's forty or fifty people, you can build that energy, and, and you know yeah. people can tune in. Uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It'd be well. Listen, uh, it, 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 I'm just totally thinking of that right now. Like, just see one person, yeah. and then they they're waiting for the laughter, right? Because I guess yeah. You, and mad respect to the to the musicians that we have on the on the quarantine concert series, you know, because they're playing to an empty room, just That's a studio. True. And, and but music is a little different, you know. You it's kind of close your like eyes, you fly in the wall. Own. Yeah, exactly. You just exactly. you just jam, 
you just yeah. jam it, which is what I tell every artist when I book them. I say, look, man, this is what I'm looking for. And, and, and they've been fantastic. I invite you to everybody, please check that out. Go like the number one tequila Facebook page, go like my page, Alex Raimundo uh, on Facebook and, and, and check out what we're doing. Cause I can promise you it'll be fun. That's awesome, man. I'm really happy uh, that you guys, you know, get it, get to get back out and, and, you know, start doing some shows, even if it's, something right it's something to just get the ball rolling again so no that's awesome man and yeah again thank you for the time thank you for recommending this tequila definitely a fan it's definitely going to be in the rotation uh for sure and i recommend everyone uh do the same thing and look i'll do a better promotion of it uh in the intro that i that that i'll do for the show so by this time in the episode that they've heard it they've already heard me do a badass intro for it so i should say i'm just gonna recommend right now I'm going to just say right now, Patrick, I'm going to recommend that we put that bottle uh, at the beginning. We put it on your desk every show and, uh, and you sip tequila while you, while you enter, uh, while you interview these artists. That's interesting. That could be interesting. I don't mind having a little sip of tequila with every, uh, turns out know. I know a guy that could maybe make that happen. <laughs> I mean, we're talking, it's done deal. I'll do it. Uh, you know, it's you know. funny is somebody asked me, Somebody asked me Absolutely. not too long ago. They said, "Alex, you're you're a comedian. You're a dad. You're a husband." They go, "How? Wh- how is it you have time to, you know, to to run this company? Because me and Ron run it." That's um, true. And 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 I said, "Well, have you ever known a Mexican to have one job?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> oh shit, that's so true too. That is so. I'm just trying to figure out funny. how to have fun. Patrick, yeah, that's all I'm doing. I'm trying to, yeah. No matter what happens, pandemic, bring it. You know, plague. Hey, <laughs> fun must march on. That's one thing about it. Ron and I. The our commitment to the party has been relentless and sincere for 35 years, and and it will continue. Everybody, and I hope you continue to listen to my nonsense so, and my tequila. Boom, absolutely. Yeah, salud. I mean, Ron was always uh, salud. Mm-hmm. Ron was always famous, right, for having the cigar and. And a bourbon. And a scotch. Uh, yeah. A scotch. Uh, you never drank bourbon? I guess I didn't know. It was scotch. A little bit at one time, yeah. You want to hear a great story? Maybe we'll end it with yeah, this. Uh, just course. so people know the story. Um, you know, you guys know about me now, you know. And if you didn't know me, you know me now. And if you did know me, you, you know my story. Um, but the first time Ron White ever did stand-up comedy, and he'll tell you it was September 17th, 1986. He walked into uh-huh. the Arlington Funny Bone. Uh, there on 360 in Arkansas, and wow. <laughs> uh, it was open mic night, am- amateur night is amateur night, and Ron uh, is nervous. He's afraid. He's about to do four minutes amateur night, first time ever. He's nervous. He's afraid. He goes to the bar uh, to seek a little courage. Uh, he orders a Budweiser and a shot of tequila, and on that day, Alex Raimundo was the bartender. <laughs> I served Ron. I served Ron that shot of tequila and we became immediate friends and we smoked dope in the back of the club that night. And we just, I mean, and, and we've, and guess what? That story hasn't ended. You know, we're still together. We're still having fun. That is, dude, that is so awesome. Wow. What? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is an amazing story, man. Wow. What a great It's fun. I, I, when I think about it, I'm like, I'm like, that's pretty cool. It all started it's with awesome. a shot of tequila. You know, he went on to do the blue collar comedy tour. I went on to do the Latin Kings and it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a fun, it's been a fun, joyous ride. And, and, and Ron and I constantly look at each other and celebrate the fact that we're, that we're still having fun. You know, it's kind of crazy. 
it's kind of crazy that we're that we're still having fun, but it's because we seek it, you know, and, and we and we instigate it. <laughs> yeah, no you know? man, that's so, awesome. So come on, that's everybody, awesome. we're waiting on you. That's awesome, man. It's inspiring to be frank with you. That, that is inspiring, man, because I think Thanks. a lot of people want to. I know personally myself, we already talked about this. I want to do what I love to do. So for instance, this podcast, you know, I've been doing a year. We're already signed up for another year. So I'm excited. I get to keep doing something that I love to do. And, you know, I I keep telling myself I'm going to work. I work so hard at anything I'm doing that I love so that I can continue to do it. That's what I tell myself all the time. Right. Like that, that's how, that's how it goes. Uh, so anyway, man, wow, this, again, this has been just absolutely amazing, Alex. I just can't tell you enough. This is going to be a great episode. Thanks, Patrick. Uh, yeah, everybody's going to be super excited about this one, man. So, uh, I know you got another, yeah. you got another show going up. So man, you're going to, yeah, we got to mar- start, marathon we got to start session. this show in 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, I got to, I got to drink God. some more. <laughs> I got to drink more. I, Ron's about to join me in about eight minutes and we got, uh, he's going to go. Are you already drunk? I'm like, yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> and, but hey, I've said Ooh. that since i met him so yeah you know. he's gonna be like what's new he's not gonna yeah yeah what's new what's That's new funny. it's all about the fun patrick thank you so much my friend thank you again brother appreciate uh, it so much we'll send you a, a link um when, you know when the episode goes off so just so you know yeah for sure That's for it. sure we'll push it and a big salute to the lone star thank you so the much brother. Star. my best yeah. to you and your family buenas noches que lo pasas bien buenas noches mi amigo fue un placer y, y gracias placer. por uh, la invitación Claro and if you don't so. speak Spanish, uh, it's time to learn, fuckers. <laughs> it's time to learn. <laughs> time to Google, learn. Get that Google Translate out. My help. Yeah. It'll be wrong. It'll be wrong. So, Cheers, <laughs> Alex. Cheers, brother. Salud. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. Until next time.